3: About. Hello. The writers of this program are depending on my ethnic but non-threatening voice to explain things they are too lazy to set up traditionally.
4: If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V I
5: G. I-
3: Of the Democrat Party. And by the way, I call it the Democrat Party. It sounds better rhetorically. You know, I wrote bestsellers. I I guess I speak well. You know, we turned away thousands
6: of people. They never say I'm a great speaker. Why the hell do so many people
4: come? Pretty nifty, Mr. President. And now. As the adage says,
7: you give a poor man a fish and you feed him for a day. You teach him to a... fish, you give him you give him an, an, an. Right.
4: Right. You. Our feature presentation.
8: Welcome to my
9: life. He gave up. Just
8: quit.
5: <laughs> he just gave just up. walked away.
9: It was like uh, remember when uh, when President Bush got uh, caught in the quagmire of Fulby once mm-hmm. fullby oh. twice. That was the best. It was the same sort of thing with this poor guy on TV trying to make that fish analogy. Oh, wow. <laughs> feel for him.
8: Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Monday morning, the 16th of July.
10: What's up, fam? Banging. Hanging.
9: <laughs> so banging, huh? Continuously. What are you talking about?
10: You hanging, Kevin? I'm hanging. Yeah. All right. Oh, hanging and banging.
9: Right. We're running on uh, all cylinders
5: now. <laughs>
9: <laughs> Now listen. Um, first of all, welcome back, everybody. Thank you.
5: Same this with is you. a uh,
9: the, welcome back to you guys. Welcome back uh, to the audience. Although mm-hmm. I hope you were with us for the uh, for the best of. But this is a, an all new live show for, after vacation, and there are a couple of things I wanted to bring up right at the start here because we were not on to discuss, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. But you know, one of the reasons we have a radio show, at least I do, is so that I can talk about things that I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And no one will listen to me in my real life.
5: Yeah, (laughs) true. (laughs) So
9: I need this radio show to be able to express feelings. The reason I do it is so I can make
8: fun of Bean when he expresses feelings. Right. Right.
5: right.
9: So the two things I just wanted to bring up real quick are uh, the World Cup, first of all, which concluded yesterday with stupid France winning.
8: Greatest World Cup of all time.
9: Well, this is what I wanted to ask you, Kevin, is, uh, first of all, I'm sure you regretted every minute that you weren't there because you loved going to the that World Cup. That was driving me crazy. Well, you were scared off by, and we've talked yeah, about a this on the show before, you were scared off by Russia. But the, here's the question that I have for you. It's inconceivable to me that the World Cup went as smoothly as we have been led to believe it is, it went, here in America. I mean, we haven't heard... Have we heard one negative story of something? Yeah. There hasn't been one person beaten up. There hasn't been one person kidnapped. There hasn't been one person robbed. And I'm telling you, forget the World Cup, forget Russia. Any event in any city, in any country in the world where you have that many people going from all over the world, there's something's going to happen. Not one now. So you're doubting this completely that not one thing happened. (laughs) Well, is it is it even possible? Mm, Probably not. If it had happened in Dallas, there would have been people getting robbed and carjacked and kidnapped and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. All right, you're telling me in Russia there wasn't a single incident of a single tourist having any problems over there. So you're saying pretty strong control of the media. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now the only the only thing I could think is, and, and you would know more about this than I did, is that maybe they, maybe they cordoned off enough area around the stadiums. Although that seems difficult because the stadiums were all over the country.
8: That's what they did in Brazil. Yeah. That's what they did. They cordoned off like they would circle a venue a mile out. Yeah. With uh, riot police and dogs and everything else, and to get through that, you had to have your ticket and you had to show the, your passport. Blah blah blah.
9: But once you got inside. It was relatively safe. It was relatively safe, right? And I'm wondering if that's what they did so that any bad stuff that happened happened kind of outside that area and outside of the, the, the World Cup media. That could be. It just again, it just doesn't seem even possible that this was the safest, most smoothly. We didn't hear a single problem with people not being able to get into the stadium because of tickets. Or, or counterfeit tickets because it was oversold. I mean, this was the perfect World Cup. The everyone. perfect
8: World Cup. Well, wow, that's great. <laughs>
9: it was in Russia. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> All right. So I hate to be conspiracy bean, but thing one is what no, the hell really went on in Russia. I'm down I mean, with that because just, obviously something had to happen. Something went down there. There, my, I, my guess is there were thousands of people that were kidnapped that we'll never hear from again. <laughs> and then they kidnapped all of their families on the outside of Oh, Russia I see. So that we don't even know that they're gone. Okay. Okay, thing two. That... Uh group of uh, men and boys they found living in that cave that hadn't been seen for hundreds of years. They discovered those them. Those kids hadn't been seen for hundreds of years? That civilization that was living in a cave, those weird cave people that they brought out. You guys heard about that it's story just in a, Thailand. Uh,
8: I believe it was a soccer team.
9: Is that- but- they played uh, soccer even though they grew up in, didn't, in a, in a okay, world. Okay, I was thinking I missed a huge <laughs> no, story. the <no. laughs> <laughs> kids that got rescued. And, and how, you dummy? And, how, and what happened to the women? How do they have all those kids? It wasn't tough. In, on that run. island or wherever they were. And that's yet, not, no not. women. Yet they had one dude and
8: thirteen boys. He was a coach. They were a team. <laughs> And they just got stuck in there. They they went in there when the water was low, and the water came back up. They they discovered Mm -hmm. soccer on their own, separate from
9: the rest of civilization? That's remarkable. What did they eat, by the way? For the first 10 days that they were in there, we've heard virtually nothing about that time, except that the coach taught them uh, meditation to keep them calm. Mm
5: -hmm.
9: 10, or excuse me, 12, 13-year-olds meditating, first of all, BS. (laughs) Second of he's all, he's not believing anything. <laughs> I'm not. Look, I have questions. We have heard nothing. And I know the kids are still in the hospital, but they are talking to people and they're making videos and everything like that. What did they do with their time 24 hours a day for 10 full days in that cave before they got found? What did they eat? What did they drink? Why did nobody kill the fattest kid? Now, you don't know that they didn't. That, that answers what did they eat?
10: I wonder what they drank. They were surrounded by water. I didn't know how I didn't hear that
9: the water was was potable uh is that the word potable sure sure okay so, was there a fat kid that they ate that we didn't even hear about? i assume so there Maybe? always is there always the is it's just a backup meal it's, it's, just, <laughs> it's <laughs> just a case you never know right they tell him he's a backup goalie right he's right. actually a backup meal right i want to know uh-huh. what went on and how desperate that must have been because let's face it at day three you're convinced you're never getting out of that. Yeah, cave Yeah, I assume alive, so right? too. Yeah. So, so how do they not? How does? How do they not make a dumb decision to try to get out of the cave because they realize, hey, if we stay in the cave, we're going to die. I know it's scary, but one of us has to swim out of this cave and find out what, what's going on. Like there's so many, and I guess that's why they're going to make a movie is, is going to be able to they're going to be able to flesh out. <laughs> imagine videos. being that one dude with 13 boys.
10: And wouldn't that you, would suck. like, everybody's like, what was that coach thinking? Like, that's everyone's thought. Yeah. Like, yes. why would you bring them into this cave? What were you doing?
9: And especially with their big sign out front that says, don't go in, it might flood and stuff. And thank you, Allie, for reminding me of my final point. And then I'll let us get on with the the new the new show here. And that is, I feel like if that had happened in America,
5: mm-hmm.
9: several parents of those kids would already have filed a lawsuit against that soccer coach.
10: Absolutely. Oh, I assume so, yeah. For
9: putting that kid in danger. There hasn't been a whisper of any kind of mistake that that coach made. Everybody is just like, we're just happy they're alive. And that's a weird attitude for an American to see. (laughs) (laughs) Because we are all about placing blame
10: absolutely and
9: suing people because they did a dumb thing right but want to the-
10: know who ate that fat kid right that's what we want <laughs> ate the fat kid. exactly
8: <laughs> well they all did is
9: the answer to that so yeah. that's just remarkable to me that everybody's mm-hmm. just like oh you risked 13 kids lives or 12 whatever it was um it was 13 before the fact you got it oh, good okay. on you i mean mm-hmm. essentially is what they're saying ah don't even worry about it you risked all of their lives and made a terrible decision. They all almost died. Fine, Welcome it worked back. out. It worked out. I'm right? complaining. So it's just it's so different how we do things over here, right? Yeah, correct. All right, I had to get those things off my chest, you guys.
8: All right, so you do that in your in your personal life, and no one cares, no one answers, or there's no one there.
9: Uh, most of the time there's no one there i thought donna would come back sure but so far no well
8: i mean we have been telling you that for about 16 16 years you have yes Mm -hmm. all right let's talk about today's kevin and bean show shall we
7: you guys are wasting a lot of time talking about complete nonsense
8: agreed all right great news on today's kevin and bean show oh i like to do that on mondays because uh you know it's a tough day to get back to work this makes you feel a little bit better. We're uh, going to talk conspiracy theories. I always love this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Megan Holliday, uh, apparently she believes in everything that has ever been, you know, said. Anything that's been
9: said, that's a conspiracy she's in. Really? She Love it. Well, she says that she's just open to both sides. Right. But I think in many cases, like the flat earthers, you just have to say it's okay to say what is right and what is wrong. Mm-hmm. She's not willing to do that. She likes to keep her options open. <laughs> What if the earth isn't round? Right. Is where Mm -hmm. Megan Holiday comes down. Love that. Love it. Uh, More uh, stories from our
8: vacation, which we just got back from. And uh, Trey Borzillier. Close. Hmm. Barbara Schroeder in studio talking about uh, Evil Genius, the true story of America's most diabolical bank heist, which is insane. Insane, right? I
10: no idea all this stuff happened. Same. I just thought, strapped to a pizza guy, boom, blows up. Mm-mm. <laughs> so much more. So much more. Oh. The
8: whole eerie Pennsylvania is just full of crazy people. Oh, wow,
10: it is janky, right? So
8: that's going to be fun. We're going to have them in a little bit later on this morning. Uh, and we've got your passes for Comic-Con that you can win in the 6 o'clock hour. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next.
4: It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock.
8: Is this the time where the lady does the what's happening thing? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's try it. The that. lady's name is Allie.
10: Hi, Allie. Hi. And she you- does... What's happening? Very nice, very nice to meet you. You are? I am Bean. Bean.
9: Please say hello to Kevin.
10: Hey, Kevin. Hey, how are you? Great. And that's
9: Chip, that tiny person in the corner.
10: Don't see her. <laughs> oh, she just jumped. That there is she too. Yes.
9: She has to wave a flag for us to know where <laughs> she is in the studio. All right, what's going
10: on? Well, we've been talking a little bit about some soccer mm-hmm. on the air, off the air. What if you were waiting to see Jay-Z and Beyonce in Paris? Okay. But the game is happening. Ah. And they're showing it on the monitors. Wouldn't you think, maybe if it went to overtime something, would they delay the game? We don't have to wonder because it didn't happen, but don't you would think Would they Jay-Z- delay the game? or Not the game. I'm sorry. The concert. I was going to
8: say. That's the only-
10: <laughs> I mean, they're pretty big, yeah. but not that big. Yeah,
8: I would think they would.
10: Right? Don't you think Jay-Z and Beyonce would be like, listen, we're in France. We're in France, right. Let's see this thing out. Right. Absolutely. Well, they didn't have to do it, but they went on almost immediately after they won. Which, could you have a better audience? Yeah, no kidding. How pumped are those people in the stands that they're now national treasures? And they're seeing our national
3: treasures. Our king and
9: queen.
10: Our king and queen, Jay-Z and Beyonce up there. And it's Bastille Day
9: weekend, too, which is already a super, super party weekend in France. I mean, Yeah, they had the best weekend ever.
10: Yeah, that picture of uh, their president. Jumping up and down on the counter. So great. On row, it looked like. So great. It is such a great picture. then did you watch his wife and him just hugging every player as they went by? Is that his wife? I thought that was the prime minister of Croatia. was the prime minister of Croatia as well. (laughs) No, the woman that was next, hugging all the players?
8: As they gave them their medals?
10: Yeah. Yeah, I thought that
8: was the prime minister of Croatia. I could be
9: wrong. I I didn't see that part I'm sorry although
8: he's uh, a
10: blonde like uh,
9: I will tell you this
8: lady
10: I thought that was his wife
9: Uh, uh,
8: again
10: can the prime minister of Croatia be blonde his wife, yes, his, <laughs> also his of, wife I don't know. is
9: quite a bit older than he is, and that may have. It led was to the prime minister conclusion. of Croatia. It
10: was a prime minister of Croatia, right? Who he is married to, which He's is not so married to her. No, bizarre. I don't think so. Starting off the week well, you guys. Starting yep. off the yes, week. Chip. Is it is still soccer. It is. I do, it is a, still soccer. I do
8: want to ask you this question: Did you guys and you didn't see it being clearly, but. It started raining when they were giving out the medals. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So the FIFA president was standing there getting rained on. Everybody (laughs) was getting rained on except. And then (laughs) Vladimir Putin had a guy behind him with an umbrella. Well, who was blocking the rain for him?
10: Absolutely. And the president
8: of France was getting soaked. Yeah. And then the prime minister of Croatia was
9: getting there was soaked. one umbrella in <laughs> Moscow
10: <laughs> and Putin got
9: it. And it was pretty funny. Oh, dear. All
10: right. So it was uh, the president yeah. of France yes. and the prime minister of Croatia.
8: Yes. That's why she was hugging them so much because she thought, was so proud of him. I them. thought,
10: how lovely is his wife just to hug all these players? And then I was like, yeah, it, it was girl. the
3: president of Croatia. The president. Okay.
10: Pro- I mean, can we start over? No, we're not on the air yet. Jay-Z and Beyonce won the World Cup. Right. You guys. That's
9: my takeaway, too.
4: That should
10: be yours as well. I
4: 100% do not, uh-huh. repeat, do not have World Cup fever. Just okay. stop it. All right.
8: It
10: uh, might be the last World Cup story. But Conor McGregor was at the World Cup final yesterday. Did hmm. you see him? Did not. He was a guest of uh, a young man named Vladimir Putin. Mm. The UFC star posted a picture yesterday with Russia's president with the caption, Today, I was invited to the World Cup final as a guest of Russian President Vladimir Putin.
9: But he ended it right there and didn't say anything flowery and over the top, No, right? no. No, oh. no.
10: This man is one of the greatest leaders of our time. Okay. And I was honored to attend such a landmark event alongside him. Then he ended with, Go Russia! Written in Russian. Uh, apparently not aware that they weren't in the final. That they uh. were knocked out in the quarterfinals. Um, Connor. Yeah. What, oh, Connor. Mm-hmm. Then again, Connor is the one that fought a bus, correct? Like yes, he, he did. He, <laughs> he, did. he threw, did fight
8: through a chair to bus. Yeah, fight
10: a bus.
9: Yeah, he's got problems.
10: Holly, it's very uh, fashionable
9: right now mm-hmm. to believe that Vladimir Putin is the, one of the greatest leaders of all time.
10: You hear that from a lot of people in the news. Mm, just, uh, just Connor and our president and the GOP,
3: right? <laughs> I mean, the other. I'm Donald Trump, and I uh, approve this message.
10: I mean, he. Oh. Yeah. Chat, Google some of the, you know, atrocities that <laughs> he has done <dumped> to his people. <laughs> Connor, you're a dick.
5: <laughs> Anywho. By the way,
8: one uh, thought on uh, Vladimir Putin. Every mm-hmm. time you saw him, didn't you think that is a p- one man party right there? <laughs> God, no one has less fun.
10: Miserable, isn't it? Everywhere
8: he goes, he's miserable.
10: And he's so tiny. He can't hear this, can he? No. Okay, because he is a tiny, tiny man. And yep. that must be where a lot of it stems from. Could be. Right? Yeah. He's overcompensating. Sure. You can probably have a flaw. <laughs> know what right. I'm saying? Right. I think we like all... I'm guessing it's... <laughs> right. <laughs> right? You in? <laughs> what does what?
8: that mean? Am I in?
10: Are you in with what I'm saying?
8: Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm in with what you're saying. <laughs>
9: all right, guys. We're almost on the air. <laughs> If
10: you're in calm now,
9: nope.
8: We need a
10: vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, coming up, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Comedy Central roast of Bruce Willis. Some stuff went down at the Hollywood Palladium. Can't wait. Including some special guests, and Bruce Willis ended the whole thing with one of the. Well, dare I say, one of the most hotly debated questions of our time
8: Okay,
10: is Die Hard, a Christmas movie. Wow. We will tackle that and other tough issues. Like, who was the lady hugging all those players? <laughs> <laughs> Coming up in just a little bit. Did you
8: notice that her, her shirt was all Croatian? It looked just like the. It Croatian- sure was. It yes. was the
10: Croatian um, mm-hmm. team jersey. Yeah. 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 I didn't know if you knew. I one. thought that was weird that yeah. Macron's wife would have put that on. <laughs> okay. But I thought she just really loves players. You need a handler. <laughs> <I really do. laughs> uh, to be honest, I was on a plane. Okay. I wasn't listening to it. Okay. But I should have figured that out. You don't need volume to know it's not. I rancid. mean,
8: she was wearing. Them. Right. Okay.
10: Listen, I'm not. I'm not proud of myself. Okay,
8: we're going on the air in 15 seconds. Okay.
10: <sighs> Phoebe Cates, Happy Birthday. Will Farrell, Corey Feldman, Stuart Copeland, Michael Flatley, Anna Lynn McCord, and Ed Kowalczyk, and that's what's happening.
4: Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. So,
9: Kevin, I'm stunned to see you. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're always done to see me for I one am, reason or another, especially on Mondays. But yeah. I because the last time we saw you, you were like, guys, A, we're going on vacation. But B, I need to leave early because I'm in the World Series of Poker in Las Vegas. And I thought, well, that's it. This is the year Kevin finally <laughs> wins it all and and ghosts us. He just doesn't come back because mm-hmm. he wins like twenty eight million dollars or something like that. And boy, does he get the last laugh?
8: Yeah, I don't really uh, I didn't play in the main event, which is the one where they make eight million. Mine's much mm-hmm. smaller. Oh, it's a much smaller event. Like there's. A new tournament every day for thirty days or something like that, leading up to the main event that you see on ESPN. Oh. So you, so you won
9: obviously, but you I didn't, didn't win, win enough to walk away from this dog and pony.
8: Are you track. saying I got number one? Yeah. That's okay. I, was,
9: was, I just assumed. I mean, I didn't get number one.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. But all,
9: right.
8: all you want to do really is make money. You want to make some money, right? It does cost a thousand, most of them fifteen hundred dollars to buy in. Mm-hmm. Okay. The main event is ten grand, so nobody. I mean, I don't want to do that, but there's so many people that do that. So you spend the money, you get in there, and you walk into a convention center hall, and there's poker tables as far as you can see. And every year, it's the same thing. You go, what are my chances right. in a room this big, and people come, truly do come from all over the world to play in this, what are the chances that I'm going to even get close to making money? So I'll tell you the total number of people that played my tournament, 2,190. Whoa top 300 make money okay so you could beat, you know 1700 of them and not get money so that's the big uh, risk is that you you want to play for a long time but then you also want to get to the point where you actually make money right so i talked about i'm giving myself a pep talk look why not why not you mm. kevin how come you can't do it if somebody's gonna do it why right. can't it be me right i have to Pet myself up like that sure so i go in and i start playing and um you know you're intimidated by people that are sitting around you but then you just start playing and you do the best you can and i make it all the way through lunch and i think okay good good mm-hmm. uh, i make it through dinner i'm like all right this is going pretty well yeah. i don't know there's uh 550 people or something like that at dinner okay. so all i have to do is get 300 and i'm doing pretty well and then <clears throat> um chris ferguson comes and sits at my table now I know that if you don't play poker, you don't have any idea who he is. But he's a guy who wears a cowboy hat, and he mm-hmm. behind him on the wall when he sat at my table was a giant 100 foot banner with his face and World Series of Poker Player of the Year 2017. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> right over him.
10: What was over your? What was your banner? Did I didn't say? have a banner. No? Oh, nothing.
8: So much as nothing. Right. Okay. okay. So now the the. Um, unsureness of yourself. Yeah. And now you really start to doubt yourself. But like, hold on a second. What about the famous Kevin pep talk? Yes. Today I won. <laughs> Here's my ring. I'm the winner. I won. That's it. I did well. Who did well? I did. I mean, you should have been hearing that Yeah, around you big So he sits down, and, and I know that they break up tables a lot and move people around stuff. So I just think to myself, don't go up against him because he clearly knows what he's doing so much more than me. No matter what I do, he'll know exactly what I'm doing. And yeah, he, can, to... he can read your mind yes. he's that right. good. So it comes around to me, and I have two of the best things that you can have. I have position, I was on the button, and I had an ace-king suited. Which, those two things, you go, I'm so going to win this pot.
5: Mm-hmm.
8: And I sat there, and I looked at Chris Ferguson, and I was like, I have position on him, and I have an ace-king, and I'll play a hand against Chris Ferguson. That's right. cool. yeah. And then I started panicking
10: Oh
8: no! and I was like, but if I, if I bet money, then he's going to take it from me. It doesn't matter that I have position in, in an ace king. I, somehow he's going to beat me. So I sat there for probably, he raised, so it came around to me mm-hmm. and I sat there for probably a minute. Mm-hmm. And then just like a beaten little puppy, I just put my cards down and <laughs> oh. What?
5: What? Oh. I'm an
8: embarrassment to myself to my family, and to this country.
10: Would, oh, no. would you
8: have won that hand? It's impossible to tell. Okay. But um, I had a, a pretty good chance. Oh,
5: <laughs> oh man. man.
8: So there was the part of me that was saying, don't do this because you want to continue and do well in this tournament, and he'll take your money. And then there was the other part where it's how many people get to play in a hand with this grade of a player. Right. Yeah, but that side of me didn't necessarily win. Wow. So I folded. About 50 minutes later, he got up and left. And I hated myself
10: because <laughs> oh, I'm
8: such a chicken. Kenny
10: so, Rogers hates
9: you, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Don't even think about that. <laughs> good, uh, good reference, <laughs> Ali. So wait, uh, forgive me. So is that that's not how that's not how your your day ended? Though, no, right? that is you're not. Still, how... You're still in,
8: okay? Yeah. So it's after dinner, and it's okay. only five hundred left, and I think, oh, I only need to make it to three hundred. I'll make money. I make it to three hundred. So I'm going to make money. Okay. They stop the tournament. They make sure everybody is counted for And then they go, okay, everybody still playing makes money. So I think, great. I made the money. This is awesome. Okay. So then it got to 250 contestants. And then it got to 225. And then it got to 200. I was like, I'm going I'm to break 200 right. out of 2,190. Amazing. I've never done that mm-hmm. well. And I keep looking at the board, and you see people just busting out, and you see the number keep going down. Have you ever
9: been in a top 10% of any category ever, Kevin? No. Okay, so (laughs) this really is big for you. Of
8: course. Like, I've made money at the World Series of Poker, but just the, the least amount where you just barely like the top. Like two hundred and fifty to three hundred, I've gotten to that point,
9: mm-hmm. uh-huh. but now never two hundred. Though
8: now I'm two hundred, and then one hundred seventy five, one hundred fifty, and then oh. hundred. No, sir. oh no. Whoa. So then I start thinking I'm going to win this thing, <laughs> oh, no. and I sort of have to win this thing because of the whole Chris Ferguson
9: debacle, right? Right. But are you still a chicken? Um, do no. You at this quit? Point, do you fold up your tent and just walk away? I at do this not, point? my friend. I do okay. not. Okay. Wow. So Kevin is in it to win it. You guys
8: played ninetieth, eightieth. Uh I'm sorry, not 80th, 81st, Okay, I go out and Uh, I win five times what I paid. Nice. It's the best I've ever done. So wait, so $5,000? Yes.
9: Whoa. Nice.
8: Yes. Check you out. On my first day of vacation. Not In bad. Vegas, where I'm staying for a week, oh, man. five thousand dollars cash. So this now, is,
9: you're, <laughs> now you're walking around with a with a bankroll. This is true, though.
8: I so didn't want to give it back that I went to a branch of my bank and I deposited it.
6: Who are you? Right? What? Yeah. Boo! <laughs> Boo!
9: That's back. the best I've ever done. That is not the Kevin that we know. Right I'm growing up, a lot of girls were crying at crazy whores. (laughs) They're not going to get to college now. (laughs) They're just
8: fine. Trust me. Don't worry about
9: that. All right. You did Uh, check in on him. Good. So how about that? I actually did pretty well. It's impressive. I was very
8: impressed with myself except for the Chris Ferguson debacle. Yeah, right. But
9: but by the way. What a loser. But you played through that and ended up making a ton of money. Sure, but what a loser. But um, does this make you feel in any way, shape, or form? that you ought to be at the big table do you look at this success and go you know what i can compete maybe next year i'll try for the main the main event
8: i can't understand paying ten thousand dollars to play poker a thousand dollars is a lot it's a lot of money so 10 grand
9: but you've already earned four that you could put toward that
8: yeah but still another six i don't know i can't and I had friends there who, were, or they play every year, and they're like, "Come on, come on, stay, stick around." I was like, "Well, I am going to be here, but no, I don't." Have- You're a baller. <laughs> <laughs> I can't spend ten grand. I mean, your odds in that tournament, where there are about eight thousand people, right. are and, so much slim. Right. And six thousand of them are Chris Ferguson-like right. players, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, well, congratulations, ladies. Did pretty and well. Guys. Banked my money. How about yeah, that? That. I am a grown-up. <laughs> we <laughs> don't have we don't have time for Omar now, do we? No, no, Omar. Pretty much kicked the outdoors ass. Oh,
6: yeah. I'm, oh. I'm like a, a great outdoorsman now.
4: I'm like, I'm like more manly than Nick Offerman is now. <laughs> we'll get to that later today <laughs>
9: on the Kevin and Bean Show.
4: It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous
9: K-Rock. First, though, how about some great new... Oh, I thought I gave you the pause there. I thought we were on... Tr- nope, not now. Okay. I, you knew it was... Co- no, I... Stop the echo. You knew... Wait, hold on.
8: Honestly, <laughs> I don't... He
5: doesn't know. I undid
8: what? it now. There should be no <laughs> echo on you. Okay. It
3: okay. There there is. Why tip.
8: is it doing that? I don't know. What's happening? I literally can't turn it off. I mean, you're <laughs> just going to have to talk <laughs> like that.
9: I feel like you're making oh, that up. Oh, she, she got you it? do? Okay. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. So you knew it was coming. You knew we were doing the feet. Okay, not yet. Wait okay, till Okay, go about. ahead. And then I said, it's time for, and then I gave it a huge pause. And then I said, great news. There's nothing. Okay, that wasn't the time, though. That was just me telling you about the time. I see. Okay. okay. You try now, again? Now it's time for Great News. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time. All right, Allie, what do you have for us? Well, you were going first. (laughs) Was I? Was I first? I thought you were first. All right, Bean, what do you got for us? I'll (laughs) tell you what I got for you. Uh, Um, This story came out of Pasco County, Florida. Uh, Gene Work is his name. And I don't know the backstory, the details on why he was in this kerfuffle with his homeowners association. But apparently he was getting ready to be massively fined for not having his front yard installed. They were doing some work and it was empty. And I guess it was one of these things where they said, look, you can't just have bare dirt in your yard. You've got to put the lawn down and you've got to put it down by this date. So he's out there in the hot sun working as hard and as fast as he can to beat this deadline and get his grass installed in front of his house when he has a massive heart attack. Oh, no. no. Bad deal. Here's the Facebook post from his wife, Melissa. I don't know how to start this, but please read this and please share. Before my husband had his massive heart attack, he was working on the sod with my amazing brother-in-law. That's what triggered and set it off. We had just released our last four pallets. We were going to finish it up. It's been my husband's biggest stress as our homeowners association date to find us a huge amount was getting closer. While he was having a heart attack, literally in and out of consciousness, he kept begging me to figure out the sod and have it put down because he didn't want it to go to waste and die. Wow. It's all he kept asking about, literally during his heart attack. I calmed down and kept saying jesus will help us it's okay jesus will figure this out by the way is that true could we source that uh we were sent off to the hospital and my incredible brother-in-law who witnessed the heart attack stayed back with my two-year-old niece he was planning on staying there by himself until midnight to get it finished he finished getting the old grass out and then began laying a few rows of the new sod as he was laying it and here's where it turns into great news you guys As he was laying it. He had a heart attack. No, (laughs) that would not (laughs) be great news. And the two-year-old
8: finished. Amazing. (laughs) That that
9: would be amazing. (laughs) He heard heard huge trucks driving back down the road. He turned around and saw the fire truck and the ambulance coming back to the house. He was confused. He thought maybe they were coming back to check on him. Before he knew it, there were seven firefighters and EMTs jumping out of their vehicles, putting on gloves and saying they came back because they knew my husband was in serious trouble and they wanted to finish the side. So that it didn't die. Wow. They knew he wouldn't be able to do any work for weeks. So they came back. They saved his life. They dropped him off and then they cared enough to save our grass. They didn't know anything about the homeowners association. They didn't know anything about the fine. They didn't know that I, this is Melissa writing now, I'm fighting for my own life during a bone marrow transplant I'm scheduled for next month. All they knew is that my husband needed to finish the yard, and they came back and did it. So
8: they and came, they then, took him to the hospital, and then they went back and fixed his
9: yard.
10: Then they went back and donated bone marrow to the wife. <laughs> <laughs> these guys the story are amazing. Has everything. And Please, by bone marrow.
9: Right? Please help these men be honored. Please help us find them so we can thank them. So this is, again, this is the Firefighters and EMTs of Pasco County, Florida. You wow. talk about going above and beyond, and that is why that is... Great news.
10: And that was Florida, you guys. I know. You don't
8: expect that in Florida. Dean goes to Florida for every single thing we need. (laughs) (laughs) And they have it.
10: Amazing. Well, we all know. um, Well, I don't and Chip doesn't. But your wedding day is the most memorable day of your life. Right. So it can be really devastating if something goes wrong. Like if you're trying to have your wedding at the beach where you and your husband had your first date and it's all you've ever wanted was this big wedding on this beach with all your family and friends and you are sitting in your car because it is torrential downpours. It will not stop raining. All of your guests are sitting in their cars, just waiting for it to kind of stop, a little break in the weather. Well, that is what was happening to Dolce Gonzalez and her husband, Ariel. This is in Pascagoula, Mississippi?
5: Okay. Sure. Sure.
10: Anywho, someone else was watching that day. 67-year-old Cynthia Strunk. Her and her husband had been watching the preparations earlier in the morning when it wasn't raining because they have a house right by there. They bought the house in 99. They've seen weddings happen all the time. But they've never seen rain like this on someone's wedding day. Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> How long
8: was it going to take to get to that <laughs> joke?
10: So, Sophia goes out to the car where the bride is, knocks on the window and says, listen, do you want to have it in my house? All of you come in. Just give me 15 minutes to just tidy things up
5: 15 minutes, and we'll
10: be set. And the mom of the bride starts sobbing and was dying. So she goes back in the house, tidies up. She has a ton of family reunions there. So she had a bunch of chairs. She decorated one of the rooms with a bunch of crafts and stuff that she had. Looked like it was ready for a wedding when this family all comes in. It was one of the most beautiful days that they've ever had, just looking out onto the beach from their front window so they still had their beach wedding. But it was this wonderful woman that opened up her home to a bunch of strangers just sitting in a car waiting to have a wedding.
8: She did make them go out and lay the sod, though. She didn't know that, that was then, that was a beans, beans, beans different different yes. yes.
9: different different state.
8: Yes,
10: they have um, kept in touch on social media. This all happened the last week in June, and on top of it, this family said, "If you guys ever have a child, I'd love for you to bring your kid back here to see where their marriage started." Like, uh, wow, this family. Wow, what wonderful. a stalker she is! A little bit. Do you think she had that room ready? She's like, one <laughs> day it's going to rain. What's going to
9: Kidnapping.
10: <laughs> you can have your honeymoon in our room. That's fine. It sets up
8: cameras. <gasps>
10: Why am I doing this? Why? Positive.
8: I don't know for sure.
10: This is my great.
8: Uh, I had great that. news. Yeah. I mean, you ended a little weak, but all right. All right. Uh, my story is Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Have you guys ever been there?
10: Unbelievable! It is
8: super, incredibly uh, impressive. Yeah, they it's do really. Stuff. They do amazing stuff, and they got a twenty million dollar donation for their oh. for their emergency room. Wow! It's one of the largest donations in the hospital's history. The money will go toward the expansion of the waiting room of the emergency room, eleven additional uh, patient bays. Um, which will raise their ability by 30% um, and all kinds of high tech equipment, all stuff like that. So they're going to start working on it and they're going to make it a much better emergency room. And the part of this for me that is great news is because we always seem to sort of vilify people who have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. This is an anonymous gift. So somebody gave $20 million to Children's Hospital Los Angeles and said, don't need my name out there. Yeah. I don't want the kudos. It's yeah. anonymous. 20
9: wow. million dollars. Maybe that money was stolen. From like drug dealers? You may ever think about that? As maybe wow. they just don't want to turn the the authorities' attention on where did you get all that money you didn't report? Yeah, it's
10: good point bean. Oh. And that's about what I thought
9: was gonna be.
4: Great news. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock, K rock
0: Call from Mom. Answer it. Call
11: silenced.
9: some of the highlights of this year's Comic-Con in San Diego, by the way, include a celebration of the 10th anniversary of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, 25 years of the X-Files, uh, Jurassic Park franchise, 50 years of 2001 A Space Odyssey, and the 200th anniversary of Mary Shelley's classic book Frankenstein. That's why you're going, right, Kevin? Absolutely. For the Frankenstein <laughs> panel. you got to be there, you guys. 1-800-520-1067. We're giving away tickets for San Diego Comic-Con right now with a game that we like to call Title Fight. Two people enter the ring. Only one leaves with the tickets. Let's get ready to go to a- Comic-Con.
5: <laughs>
9: <laughs> all right, our first contestant, let's say hello to Rob. He is in HB. He is on line one, please. Hey, Rob. What's up, you guys? Rob, I don't know how long you've been listening to the show, but are you familiar with how title fight works? Um, you know what? Not, not so. Not okay. Uh, I listen to the show all the time. Basically, what's going to happen is you're going to have your choice to pick either Dave or Allie as your partner, and they're going to be trying to get you to say the name of comic book movies. Now, they can't describe the movie. They're just describing the words in the title of the movie. So uh, so then you have to come up with that, and as as fast as you can, there's uh, 45 seconds on the clock. Is that right? Yes. Yep. 45 seconds on the clock, and you're trying to come up with five names. Uh, I will give you a hint, since you're not 100% familiar with this game, always pick Allie, never pick Dave. <laughs> but it's completely up to you who you'd like to be your partner.
8: Okay, I'll pick Allie.
10: All right. And, That's Rob, um, just so you know, you can say pass, and we can go into the next one.
9: And then go back if you need
8: yeah. to
10: Yeah.
9: All right, so in your head right now, you should be thinking, all right, I'm looking for comic book movies based on Allie's clue. Any other questions before we start? No. Nope. All right, good luck, sir. And go.
10: Not woman, but Wonder Woman. Um, no, no, it's not a woman, but a uh, uh No, the opposite of woman oh. is oh, a man. yes. So that's the first word. So then, if you have um something like uh, a metal, Iron Man. No. <laughs> uh, okay, yes. let's skip that one. Uh, you're um you're the head of a hospital. You're not a nurse, but you're a uh, doctor, yes, and then you're weird. Strange, put them together.
7: <laughs> Dr. Strange, yes. there you
10: go. Okay, Woo-hoo. this thing, an arachnid, a spider. Yes, next word, not a woman, man. Come, yes, come on, Jesus Christ, Holy crap. Uh, it's over. Uh, it's over? Yeah. God damn it. What Rob. happened? I mean... Um,
8: Rob, you said Rob. spider and man, and you couldn't... Oh Allie. Alley! I'm sorry. Still <laughs>
9: <go>,
10: can't <laughs> use the S word. two weeks. Allie All
9: right. just cursed. All right. i didn't, a lot. I too. didn't hear when the buzzer hit. Did he get the second one in? Did he just yeah. get
8: Dr. Yeah, strange yeah. did he get... Oh, so he, he, got got yeah. he got two. He got two. He All got right. Dr. Strange, but I'm not positive that you never ever put them together. And, okay. and,
10: and that was Man of Steel. So yeah. it was a oh, man, and then a like a medal.
5: It's right. the so hardest, hardest <laughs> game oh in God. the world.
9: So when Allie says not a woman, your answer shouldn't be Wonder Woman? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rob,
8: I'm
10: going to be honest, Rob. Listen, Rob, I... you could still win and I, I love like Rob, you. But I, I
8: hope you, you don't because
9: you don't know anything about <laughs> I like Rob. I <laughs>
8: like <laughs> books or movies.
9: <laughs> All right. Let's say hi to West Covina's Mac who must oh. be laughing his ass off oh. at this point. Oh, my God.
8: Right?
10: Turn to the Mac. Hey, you
8: got this. Kenny, what are you doing? Oh, what do you mean, Allie? <laughs> she got him to say spider and man, and he couldn't put those together. <laughs> who are you, man? Are you serious? <laughs> uh, all right,
5: listen. I, I
8: but, always loved you and everything else. No, but I'm with Dave. Was, I, got, I got to tell you, that was not on Apple. Uh, of course that, it was that, not. That it.
10: Sweetheart, that was all on Rob. I, I know it's hard for you to get that through your head right now, but go back and listen to it.
9: Look, let's I, try wouldn't, I wouldn't be bragging if I was a guy who just has Dave as a partner, yeah. okay? Because this may not go as well for yeah. you as you think it is. Jerk. Uh,
3: you right. better know your movies
9: because 45- I'm going to be on point. 45 seconds on the clock. Any questions, Mac, before we hit go? <laughs> no, sir. We're good to go. Let's do it. All
4: this. right. And
9: go. All right.
4: Uh, night light, but... Uh, no.
9: Wait Say it, uh, Same, not light. It's not light. It's the opposite of light. Heavy. Br- no opposite of bright. Bright. Yeah. Uh, uh, if it's... If it's... Uh, dark. Yes. Dark night. Yes. Whew. All right. Uh, this is a color, and this is a cat. Uh, color and a cat. Yeah. It's a
3: dark color. Oh. Uh, pass. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, this is an iron and the opposite of woman. Oh! Oh, my God! Keep going, keep going,
8: keep going. Sorry, keep going. Uh, this
3: is a color and it's a, it's a light. It's a, you use these as a light and a... <laughs> what? Come on, you dude, it's the a color. Yeah! Sorry, oh time's up. Oh Rob? We Rock, can still do wow. this. We, no, he got no, one. He, he only won. got one. He, he got, no, I blew it. Yeah. Well, no, he blew it. I'm going blame Mac. Wait. Wait.
10: Yeah, Mac, you suck. Wait, Rob won? Yes. one. the wrong one? Rob let me, Rock, let me tell. uh you did not deserve it, but you won. Ellie, uh, uh, you yeah. threw me off. Oh, is, is,
9: uh, suck is it, Ma- Mac. Ooh, Allie, you're the worst. Uh, is, <laughs> is Is Mac still on the line, by the way? Yes, he is. It was the Dark Knight, and the color in the cat was Black Panther. Yeah, so I put that on Mac. That's
5: on Mac, man. Why not
9: not go like like Jungle Cat
8: or something? Hey, why don't you just go with the clues you're given?
5: <laughs> for somebody who's
8: mouthing off You know where it's not going?
9: Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, listen, Rob, congratulations. Stop on by if you can. We'll be uh, broadcasting live from the House of Blues, San Diego, Thursday and Friday. Have a great time, and thank you for playing Title Fight on K-Rock. Right. Worst one ever. Thank you for being a part of it.
10: Thanks for playing Kevin and Bean's Title Fight.
4: Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock.
9: Hey, Mrs. Kevin. Hi, Bean. Are you stunned that Kevin came back after his big winnings in Las Vegas at the, uh, at the poker tournament?
12: I'm stunned from a lot of things that happened <laughs> that week. <laughs> um, the fact that he put the money in the bank sounds right? really sketchy, and, and I have never seen that, so I don't uh-huh. believe that's, that's true. That deposit
9: did not show up, did no it? No way. There's no proof uh-huh. of that?
12: <laughs> and it was just, there was too many weird things that whole week that I just, I honestly don't think he was there the whole week.
9: That's sort of my life, though.
12: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look,
9: Kevin's uh, Kevin's recollection of what he does in Las Vegas is suspect oh, on, on, on a regular day. But on top of all the excitement of what was going on in the poker tournament, who knows what really was. <laughs> no, no,
12: this is what, what he comes home with. He says, guess what? I bet on France to win the World Cup and I'm going to make X amount of dollars. I'm like, that's great. Where's your ticket? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't have a ticket. All right, I
8: lost that one. <laughs> but this will turn up. And then two weeks <laughs> ago, I bet them when they were four to one. Uh-huh. And so I have that ticket. But so a lot boom. less right money, money, now. You know. yeah, that. No, it. it was four right. to one at forty bucks. Put 40 bucks on
12: them. Oh, then you know what? Right. I know what you can do with your winnings. You can donate to Friends and Helpers. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, that is wow. a segue. That, that, that is Thank a you. segue. Yeah. Thank you.
9: Uh, twice a year, Melissa comes in to represent the charity that she runs called Friends and Helpers. So you do the, the Christmas thing, and then this is the back to school. This is adopt a backpack time, right?
12: Yeah, but we work all year. So if mm-hmm. anybody sure. ever wants, we're always working, but these are our two big events.
9: Explain to people why this is so
8: important to the kids and to okay. the moms.
12: Well, you know, schools, public schools really have nothing they can give each student. So you go to school with a list of things you're supposed to have. So what we do is we provide all those things we get the backpacks the school supplies snack bags so that when kids go to school they don't hide by their lockers they are ready to learn they're excited you know maybe not thrilled but you know happy to be going to school and they have everything they need which makes it great for the mom because she's fulfilling what the child needs and it's great for the kid because they can feel like they fit in with their peer groups
8: It's really a difficult time because we deal with um, domestic violence so when people leave the family they have to leave with nothing for the most part. The mom has nothing to give the kids. They go to school. The teachers, for the most part,
9: don't have money to give the kids anything either.
12: So it's yeah, a difficult money, time.
9: Money is tight all around, for sure.
5: Yeah.
12: Absolutely.
9: And, and, and I haven't said in the past, Melissa, when you have told us how many backpacks Friends and Helpers is responsible for every year.
12: Well, uh, this year we're doing 4,000. Oh, my God. Wow, and that's a lot of backpacks. It's a lot of backpacks. But you know what? A lot of you can come help us in many different ways because Uh,
9: yes you you do the the, you do the online sponsorships which is great that's what i like to do at friends and org. but you also have an in-person event at a new location what is goodman in irvine
12: goodman is a global industrial property group that owns develops and manages industrial real estate now they have been supporters of ours since 2014 and this is how nice these people are they're going to give us their whole parking lot they're going to give you food they're going to give you pizza they're going to give you snacks we're going to have a raffle We're going to be there from 9 to 12. But let's say you're an early riser. Come at 6 and help us unload trucks. Or, you know, it's Amazon Shopping Day coming up here. Instead of buy two cases of granola bars and send them to us. There's so many ways to help. Go online. Buy a snack bag. Adopt a backpack. Okay.
8: So basically we have a bunch of boxes with a bunch of school supplies. And then everybody lines up and they get a backpack and they sort of fill up the backpack with all the stuff.
12: And it's and it's and we have everything that the public school system requests that they have to start school, and we've done a lot of research on that. We see what everybody needs, and we do backpacks for elementary, junior high, and high school. So it's and August really 4th, nice.
8: It's August fourth, uh, this August fourth at Goodman in Irvine, and the address is eighteen two hundred one Van Carmen Avenue, Suite eleven seventy.
9: You see a lot of uh, people year after year come down and help you for this. I event. do. Which must be very gratifying, and they and they obviously see firsthand how cool the organization is, and love to be a part of it.
12: And you know what's great is everybody is welcome. Let's say that you're you know you don't have a lot of cash, but you'd like to come down and help us fill backpacks. Come join us. If you are really busy and you think oh I've got so much going on with my kids or whatever, do a little activity with your kids and buy some school supplies. Or again, you can go right to our website. It's so easy. We so appreciate it. And as you know, everything we do, a hundred percent what we bring in goes right back out okay I think so, that's so important to actually focus on because so
10: many charities you don't know where a lot of that money is going and sometimes it's not really all going but your charities 100 percent all goes back
12: all goes to the cause the
8: IRS says five percent has to go 95 percent can go to overhead and salaries wow. and well, it seems like a giant waste of money to us yeah. so
12: I mean, does. we can tell you that half of the back to school supplies are in our garage right now um, <laughs> because there is a little problem. So we are we make sure that everybody gets what they need. If you let's say you have a favorite book, you can always buy your favorite book and donate it. There's so many ways to help.
9: How do you keep Kevin out of the granola bars, by the way, when you're not home, Melissa? Oh, they're How under lock and
12: key.
9: How <laughs> dare you, sir? Yeah. We all don't right, let so Kevin have
12: anything.
9: The live event, again, is August 4th this year at Goodman in Irvine. You can get the address. And K-Rock
12: re- will be there.
9: Yes, yes, K-Rock will be there, too. Friendsandhelpers.org is the website if you want to get more information about the live back-to-school event. Or if you just want to participate in all the various other ways that Melissa has mentioned in terms of uh, donations, either, either cash or merchandise, right? Absolutely. All right, good uh, good deal. I hope the K Rock audience comes through and helps once they again. They always year. do. They and, o-
12: they're wonderful people. You guys they really are so lucky, and so many people have come back. And those T shirts that you guys do, I, I get at least fifty people wearing one of your <laughs> limited edition T shirts, and just wonderful, wonderful people who want to help. And it's I think we could all spread a little good cheer and do this. So, and if you have any questions, it will be me who answers the phone. For the next t- 24 hours, for the next month. Or
8: you can go to the website. It's friendsandhelpers.org. All right. Thank okay, you. Thanks. And thank you to everybody in the K-Rock audience because it is always very... Amazing. Um, yeah, it's always amazing to see the people that come out. And the people who really... Maybe they only have enough to buy a, a pack of pencils, you know? But they mm-hmm. do, and then they bring them down. It's really humbling.
12: It is. It's, it's lovely. We And so many people have come back year after year after year, and now they've got families, and they're bringing their five-year-old to help. It's really... You know, we've been doing it for 27 years, so it's amazing. I love
9: child labor stories. I know that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. rock.
8: There's a lot of people that have different ideas on what the flat earth is. But what one thing we all agree on is that we don't live on a spinning ball flying through infinite space. Obviously. Do you feel
1: yourself spinning, wobbling, gyrating? No, I'm pretty
9: rock solid. We always say, don't believe us. Do your own research. But... Unless you know there's a question, you're not going to do the research. Right. Right. What right. that guy said. Yes. Look, I have uh, for many years been deeply in love with Megan Holiday, who does nights here at K-Rock 7 and 11. But I, could, I may love her even more now than I did before <laughs> when I realized that she is a goddamn conspiracy theorist <laughs> and she's the most gullible woman in the world. She'll believe anything. Megan, what are you
8: doing? What are you doing? What is happening with you?
7: Good morning. You guys are still
8: on? You guys
9: are still on k <laughs> Yes, I know. We're as shocked as you are. <laughs> so your thing, and Megan Holiday, by the way, in addition to her nighttime shirt, K-Rock, she has a, a wonderful podcast where she interviews interesting people. It's called Seven Words with Megan Holiday, available wherever you get your podcast. really and- short, though. Uh, No, no, No. this podcast is not seven words long. That's just the name of it. Uh, My bad. So (laughs) the most uh, recent episode she has on a conspiracy theorist, the guy who runs his own podcast about conspiracy. And it just seems like you are not just I want to believe. You just refuse to accept that any answer has been definitively uh, agreed upon. Like all things are still open to you, right? I would
7: say that I like to consider it all. I would not say that I am fully convinced of any one thing, but I like to I like to
8: consider all things, but aren't yeah. there things like the flat earth that pretty much are a hundred percent disproven by by science don't aren't there some yeah, where you don't go...
7: yeah, I'm definitely not like a flat earther okay. or anything like that no, they're crazy I, right those guys yeah. are crazy <laughs> <laughs> like I but just, i but I can understand why people might, you know, feel that way. Because no,
9: no, that's where that's where we disagree, Megan. You can't understand why people could feel that way. It's been it's been understood for millennia that the Earth is round. There's no time yes. now for somebody to go. It's not because I it think, just is.
7: What people get into is that they think like, well, we're just taking. It people's word we're taking scientists word we're just believing everything that we're told but i understand i
8: mean at some point you at some point you do have to accept somebody else as an
9: authority on some topic And maybe people yeah. who have been to space and have photographed a round earth are the people you should I look mean, at as definitive proof. Have they been? <laughs> yeah. Have they been in space? <laughs> <Yeah. okay. laughs> and speaking of that, Megan, exactly. True, exactly. true or false? Th- conspiracy th-
7: Alley. Please. You're welcome. <laughs> yes,
9: <and> Conspiracy Megan, <laughs> true or false that you still have at least some doubt in your mind about the granddaddy of all conspiracy theories, which is that man faked his landing on the moon? Yes, I do have doubts.
8: What is wrong with
9: you? <laughs> You're a miracle. You're a miracle. <laughs> How? Why? What? Who? Ex- please explain.
7: I don't know. You start going down these rabbit holes, and um, I don't know. Like there's rumors that you know Stanley Kubrick directed it that you can actually see like a Coke can fly like go by uh, in the footage of it, like on the ground. Uh, that there's wind blowing. That there's not really, you know,
9: wind oh, on the gosh, moon. This is the best. I know. But what about all the people it. who have been to the moon? <laughs> what about the people who have stood on the moon? Oh yeah, like that they thing. did that.
8: What? Yes, that Hallie, did, they have.
9: They
7: have. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I'm sure that they, um, you know, were paid a lot of money to to go and do, you know, and act this out and just pretend like something right. happened. Let
8: me give you a reverse argument. Mm-hmm. If okay. If man didn't go to the moon, so many people would have to have been in on that in our government, in NASA, everywhere. There's so many people that would have to have been in on it. And there's no way that that many people could be involved and no leaks, no Mm -hmm. anything. It's just not. we're not capable of
7: that. Cigarette smoking, though. Right. And and it's you know and it's possible that we did go too you know but mm. oh it is it's possible it's just possible dude. <laughs> it's possible she's got you an know, open mind guys they lost like all of the data you know from the moon landings and my question is like why why have we not gone back you know, right? What? We have
9: gone but, back. We went back Apollo 12, Apollo 14, <laughs> Apollo 15, Apollo 16, and Apollo 17. But what we about 18? How come no 18? <laughs> well, because they do yeah. it. No, but they went back. They went six times, Megan. If you're going to fake the moon landing in 1969, why do you then take the risk of faking it five more times? But they didn't
10: walk around out there all willy-nilly again. <laughs> they
9: did. They oh, played they did? golf and they, oh, they, they took right. the Litter okay. Rover. <laughs> uh, there's so the Coke fun.
10: can that flew by, right?
9: Megan, there's so much evidence. Admit to me that we've been to the moon. I'm not going to admit it, but I will say
7: that we may we probably have. Oh, we'll, we probably have. Oh, we so
9: probably have. <laughs> do you realize that we
7: maybe have we medicated? Maybe have.
9: Look. Okay, look. Here's what we're going <laughs> to do. Right,
8: hold on.
7: I consider it all. I just want okay. to run
8: two two questions by here. Yes. Um, September <laughs> September 11th. Where, do you, where are you on September 11th?
7: oh god can we not do that one yeah let's I'll skip that i don't yeah. let's
3: yeah.
8: oh, that means she's not that about, means she doubts it okay about
7: gold what about gold yeah what about gold gold okay okay here's where i'm at with gold is that you know and i was thinking this independently before i even did any research was like why is gold the standard why is it not diamonds rubies like why is it gold what why do you mean gold
9: the standard? standard what do you mean
7: why why was gold like why were economies based Around gold.
8: Okay, what answer? What answer did you find?
7: So, well, and you know, and why do we turn it into bricks and all that stuff? And so, um, so I thought like maybe that we, you know, exchange gold with these aliens for technology. I'm out. And (laughs) I'm in. Keep going. I'm (laughs) And And what I found is that aliens actually. The Anunnaki actually used gold in their atmosphere to reflect the who? sun's rays. Who? Sorry, who? Their planet. Who does? <laughs> it, who? Anti. They're, the they're, they're from Planet X. From Planet X. And okay. Is like, which is which is, you know a planet that, that NASA is saying is is like possibly a planet.
8: Okay. Okay. So, so they so we trade yeah. gold with them for technology.
7: Well, that's, that's my own little spin on it. Is that you know yeah that that possibly. We we trade gold for for information and technology. This and I this
4: is making
9: insanely good sense that. to
5: me.
9: <laughs> 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 You're a miracle. So because gold is valuable, you somehow have whipped that up into we are exchanging it with aliens. Yeah, well, just like why is it? Why did we decide gold? Like why is why do we? Gain because gold? it's because it's Rare, it's a rare yeah. And it's pretty and it is um it's easily malleable, that's why. Just like Megan Holiday. <laughs>
5: Apparently so. <laughs> All
9: right, Megan, you need you need to hold on. We want to right. invite our listeners to call in with their conspiracy <laughs> theories. Uh, and we've done this from time to time, and it's always fun. Now At we don't one- want skeptics, right? We want people who really believe. Yeah. In, in what other people well, consider yeah. a conspiracy? Exactly. theory. Exactly. Other people think you're a nut job, but you're pretty sure you're right. You don't have to be a hundred percent, but you have to be pretty sure you're right about it. At one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. And Megan, we'd like to have you on as our conspiracy theorist <sighs> expert to <laughs> let us know what you, let, to let us know what you think about our listeners' conspiracy theories. How about that?
10: I'm in. I'm guessing she'll in. love them all. Hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm looking pretty sane now. Huh? Yes, you are. <laughs> right? Get and I out. never
9: thought we'd agree on that. All right. So 1 800 520 1067. What do you have to add? What's your conspiracy theory? We'll discuss with Kevin and Bean and Megan Holiday next on K Rock.
4: It's the Kevin and Bean Show, K Rock.
8: We were very excited recently to find out that our friend Megan Holiday is crazy. <laughs> Well,
9: we knew she was crazy, but now we know she's crazy in a completely different way. <laughs> right. She is a conspiracy theorist. Uh, yeah. Megan Holliday does the evening show here at KROQ, 7 to 11, and uh, weeknights. And uh, I got a couple of uh, couple of responses to your last segment here, Megan, before we go to the phones with your conspiracy theories listeners at 1-800-520-1067. One is uh, Scott says... Megan Holiday, born and raised in the 909. That's all the explanation you need. (laughs) From
7: Rancho Cucamonga, where the kooks are from.
9: Okay. Uh, Brad writes in on the Kevin Bean Twitter account, at Kevin Bean. So this woman believes we've been trading gold with aliens from a secret planet for hundreds of years in exchange for technology, but we lack the capability to and have never been to the moon?
5: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what?
9: That's an interesting point. Why is one so easy and one so hard, Megan? Because the aliens do
8: all the work. Being they come here and they ask for gold. All I yeah. see. True.
10: Here's okay. here's yeah, the thing. Yeah,
7: they're not going to let us go to the moon.
10: If you follow, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Oh, wow, <laughs> Megan. I was giving you an out, <laughs> and then you bust in with that. But if you follow Megan Holiday um, on Instagram and you see her Instagram stories, mm-hmm. uh, there's not a lot going on at the studio. On her shift, 7 p.m. to 11. Right. Her mind wanders. Mm, okay. I fear that that's where this might be coming from. She needs someone in here with her. I see. And Megan right? needs
9: friends. Okay, I got gotcha. you. To- <laughs> All right. Let's take a couple of calls and see if Megan agrees with the listeners. one 800 Your Conspiracy Theories. Let's start with Ronnie. He's up first. Line one, please, in Chino. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for calling and for holding on. Our friend Megan is with us as well. What do you have to offer?
5: Well,
4: first of all, we have been to the moon. I mean, oh, okay, that's just facts. But, right. but um, <laughs> this might be off the topic, but it's just, uh, you know, about Mayans. You know, you, you wonder why isn't there any Mayans to this day, you know? And it's just the way I feel like the aliens probably abducted them because to this day, there's not one trace of a Mayan but yet, the temples that they built just with water and mud still stand to this day. And they were so smart. They used to read the stars and predict what was going to happen just by reading the stars. I don't... I, like the
8: alien- I, I don't. I just don't think Kurt Sutter is done writing the script and everything yet and filming it.
9: No, no, no. We're not talking about the TV show, The Mayans. We're um, talking about the actual ancient Mayan people. Gotcha, my bad. But... Hold on a second, because I've not heard of this before. You're telling me there is no such thing as a Mayan bloodline? There aren't people alive today who have descended from the Mayans?
4: Yes, there is not any trace of Mayans. They all disappeared. They've vanished. And okay. It's, it's, it's weird, you
9: know. If that's true, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, right? Megan, have you heard anything about that? You know anything about the Mayans?
7: I well, I've been to Peru. I've seen the Nazca lines. I've been to Machu Picchu, and it's an absolute trip. I don't, I can't verify that there's, you know, there's no more bloodlines of mine. Right, but you're
8: willing to believe that. (laughs) (laughs) I am, I am willing to believe
7: that.
5: I mean,
10: that's like Belize, El Salvador, all down there. There's got to be descendants. From the Mayan people. It's got to.
9: Ronnie right. uh, right. according
8: to Ronnie. Ronnie, what kind of information yeah. do you have that makes you think there are no descendants?
4: Well it's just I did you know, I looked it up on online, you know, did a little research before and
5: I okay. You know, Look, if it's it on Wikipedia,
9: it's true. We all agree with that, right? Because <laughs> no one can change yeah. Wikipedia. <laughs> right.
10: Okay. Um, all right. By the way, who are the descendants of the Maya? Today, there are currently an estimated 20 to 30 million direct descendants of the ancient civilizations. Mm.
8: Also online, Ronnie, what do you think of that? So... Uh, I
4: think that's phony baloney. I don't believe that's it. right. Yeah. I'm with Ronnie, by the way. Well, it's,
8: Ronnie it's, believes what he saw well, online. Okay. okay. All
9: right. Um, Megan, you had uh, on your most recent uh, podcast, you had a conspiracy yes. theorist guest who seemed to convince you very easily that Drake killed Triple X Tentacion. Are you still believing well, that that's look,
7: the case? So when, so when I was talking with Sam, Sam Tripoli, um, you know, I was just like I was just like taking it in. I was just like, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I, I have no idea. I haven't looked into that at all.
9: Okay. How about how about he also seemed to convince you that General Motors bought the mass transit system in Los Angeles and moved it to Mexico City so that people would have to buy more cars in LA?
7: Yeah,
8: he did tell me that and I didn't I didn't even I was like, okay. I like know. that Megan <laughs> Megan's talking about conspiracy theories and she does no research. <laughs> no. And then she's <laughs> like,
9: oh, sounds good to me. <laughs> all right, let's go to a classic. This is gonna be David Line Two up next on the Kevin and Beach Hill from Culver City. He is gonna get into one of the three or four greatest conspiracy theories of all time, at least most popular. What's going on here, dude? Hello? Hi there. Yes, you're on the air. Oh yeah, no. I'm calling because um, I genuinely believe that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was uh, was just a, a patsy for the murder of JFK. And who was who was responsible for the murder of JFK? Was it that uh, that oh. rat bastard Johnson?
7: <laughs> no,
9: no, no. Uh, I genuinely believe it was the CIA. Now the reasoning for it is I'm not I'm not really sure why they would do it, but I do I do genuinely believe that Lee Harvey Oswald uh, was framed. Okay, but based on what? Uh, well, for the most
4: part, everybody knows is that he's one of the first uh, American soldiers to defect, um, believe, um, essentially believing the lies that that those rat commies uh, uh,
7: told him. So, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, man. Just... No, no, you're
9: doing good. No, that's okay. Look, we don't have to speculate because Megan Holiday is on the line. Megan, who was really responsible for the death of JFK?
7: Wait, sorry, say it again.
9: Who was really responsible? It was his own government that killed the president, right?
7: I- I'm a... Uh... I'm, I'm going
9: with the CIA. I'm going with the CIA. The CIA. So we took out our own leader. Wow. How about that? All yeah. right. That, yeah. it, it, it has been decided. Thank you very has much. Has it, been, it decided, been decided, though? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's try one more. Let's make it to Los Angeles. Jeff, line three, up next on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Jeff.
8: Oh, hey. How are you?
9: Good. Conspiracy theories. Okay. So uh, I've been a targeted individual for uh, 16 years.
4: What's
8: a targeted individual, please?
4: Uh, I'd rather you Google it, but. In a nutshell, of- <laughs> I'd rather
8: you tell us. We're doing a radio show. And Wait, hold audio. on.
10: Everybody, Google. Let's just be quiet for a minute.
5: I've
10: explained it so many times and it's so hard.
9: But not to us. <laughs> <laughs> we're, sorry to put you, uh, we're sorry to put you in this position, but just tell us what the F it is. Did we call you, by the way? Let me check that too while we're <laughs> at it. <laughs> so, 16 years ago, um, I felt. It's called, uh, the first part of it is being under surveillance.
5: Okay. uh,
4: It seemed as if I was being followed. I I actually asked someone, they wound up saying someone is very interested in everything you do. Um,
8: Who was that someone, just a friend?
4: No, I couldn't even begin to tell you that um, there's so much, (laughs) there's much involved in the pockets all
9: right, hey to- Jeff, hang on one sec. On, I'm in, Jeff. I'm all in with Jeff. Jeff, hang on one sec. Hey Megan, yes, this is what you sound like to other people.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, first, I to tell Jeff
9: you know to put down the mouth pipe, <laughs> and then it's gonna be okay. Wow, when Megan <laughs> Holiday is squashing your conspiracy theory, you <laughs> know
4: well, you've got to help. Uh, it's Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
9: We are uh, back from a uh, vacation, and somebody on the Kevin and Bean show, Christine, our assistant producer, stayed at my house for five nights over vacation.
10: <laughs> nope. No, 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 not shit. it wasn't like that. Yes. Shit. What? It wasn't like that at all. No. Ship that he dreams about
5: you. Mm. Guys. It's right.
10: Chris, Christine. <laughs>
9: lived with Mr. and Mrs. Bean for five days. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't like that at all. Okay. How are the showers? I mean it might have been when I was at home, but it wasn't like that when I was here. But uh, I thought you might be interested to hear what that was like. For sure. Her. And also I'll tell you how she broke my heart when she was here. How she Oh no. I, she did. She's she,
8: the sweetest person in the world. There's no way she broke your heart. Not anymore, man.
9: Not anymore. <laughs> oh, no. She threw me under the bus oh. in front of my wife. And we still haven't recovered from wow. it. So all of that coming up right after the top of the hour. First, Alley is here with What's Happening. And if you don't get to the Bruce Willis story this time, we're going to have trouble.
10: I will. But first, I want to give some people some stuff. Have you guys seen the previews for this movie, Unfriended, Dark Web? Yes. Holy crap. <laughs> it's everything that I believe to be real that you're all like, "No, Allie, that stuff doesn't really happen." It happens because it's now a movie that comes out this Friday. You all say, "Allie, seriously, you cover up the camera on your on your computer. No one's watching you." Yes, they are watching you, Kevin. Wanna know why? Because in this movie, one of the guys finds a laptop. And then he opens it after nobody comes to claim it. So he opens it and he's looking through it and all these files pop up. Mm-hmm. And somehow all of his friends that he chats with, like they play games together on the internet, they all get intertwined in this dark web crap. People start getting off. Things are happening. Like he's chatting with his friend on the computer. All of a sudden he's like, who's that behind you? Boom. She's gone. <laughs> it is insane. Yeah. I'm telling you, I watched this preview, I was freaked out. Can't wait. From the time I ended the preview until now, I haven't stopped thinking mm. about it. And I want you guys to go see this movie and tell me all about it. Well, why I don't to want want it- go? No. What are you talking about? I live it. <laughs> I live it. It is called Unfriended Dark Web. It's in theaters this Friday, but right now, if... Uh, If you want to go, we're going to give you a pair of passes to the K-Rock Advanced Screening of Unfriended Dark Web. Call now.
9: 1-800-520-1067.
10: I love you. We'll take callers 10, 11, and 12. Those three winners are going to get a pair of passes to the K-Rock Advanced Screening of Unfriended Dark Web. And
8: then make sure to let Ellie know how it is. Encourage her to see it.
10: I'm telling you. I would never open files on someone else's computer with my face just ra- oh man I'm telling you bad stuff then they're watching like all this bad stuff they're like people chained up and they're watching like live feeds like we know about the dark web bad stuff bad stuff on. does
8: happen on the dark web that's true <sighs>
10: I'm freaked out. I'm freaked out. Don't get too freaked
8: out to not tell us the Bruce
10: Willis diehard stuff. All right. Here's the thing with the Bruce Willis diehard stuff. First of all, we all know that they taped the Comedy Central roast of Bruce Willis, which we were all thinking, is he in on this? Like, he doesn't seem to have the greatest sense of humor. Right. We were all a little worried about it. Then we saw the Jeff Ross... um, Little uh, commercial with him, and they were very funny in it together. Well, now I'm hearing all different things. Like Dennis Rodman was booed, booed for some of his jokes. Like this one, he was trying to give Bruce Willis a hard time about some of his movie choices. Mm -hmm. And he said, quote, you keep making these bomb movies like Kim Jong-il, but at least he's smart enough not to release his. I mean, by the way, I mean Kim Jong-un. Yeah, like they're like, oh, boo, he's your friend. You're a jerk. (laughs) You're a traitor to America. (laughs) And apparently he wound up um, apologizing a number of times because he kept flubbing his lines. Oh, man. However, it's not all bad because Nikki Glaser, Lil Rel Howery, Domerera, Edward Norton, Kevin Pollack, Jeff Ross, Sybil Shepard, who apparently killed. Really? Wow. She was amazing. Martha Stewart. And then... Demi Moore dropped by. Hmm. That was
9: a surprise, right? Yes.
10: And this is what they say. Her set was a mixture of sweet and brutal. Wow. And I look forward to that. When can we see that? Uh, You can see that July 29th on Comedy Central. But apparently Edward Norton killed as well. Extremely Hmm. funny. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that's going to get the most people talking. What's the thing? Bruce Willis said this, quote, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's a goddamn Bruce Willis movie. (laughs) That is going to ruin some people's lives that have spent their whole time arguing that it is indeed a Christmas movie. Because, well, it has a tree in it, takes place at
8: Christmas. Place at Christmas time. It's a Christmas party.
10: It's, it's an action movie does, that happens during. a Christmas movie made? Yeah, I don't know. So, I, think... I don't
8: know. He says no, it's just a Bruce Willis movie. I
10: mean, when Bruce Willis says it, I mean, you gotta. That's it, right?
9: Prior to uh, Mr. Willis settling the argument once and for all, mm-hmm. what side did you come down on, Allie?
10: I came down on the oh my god, everyone arguing this is so annoying. Just watch a Hallmark <laughs> movie. They're the mm-hmm. best.
9: But is that a Christmas movie or not, in your opinion? I say no. It is not. I say it's an action movie that happens to be set at Christmas. Time. Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay.
10: Oh, trust me. Wait till they come after you guys, <laughs> and they will. They will. They're like Bernie Bros and Elon Musk Bros.
9: Wow. Yeah. Got a lot of people coming
8: after us.
10: Tonight. I mean, it's tough. It is tough. I mean, I
9: I've been under surveillance for sixteen years anyway, right? So who can come after me now?
10: What's that all about, Bean? I'm tired of explaining
8: <laughs> it, Allie. <laughs> I wish you, I would rather you guys just looked it up. <laughs> Why don't just you just
5: Google look it up? <laughs> that was My favorite guy. <laughs> that was so intense, and I liked it so much.
10: <laughs> um, why did Miley Cyrus delete all of her Instagram photos? Um, the, My guess
9: would be she's getting ready to launch some sort of new album or new project or new something. She just wanted to draw attention to that, maybe.
10: She got rid of all of her pictures and her her numbers are still intact. She has 76 million followers, by the way, on Instagram. But she even blacked out her avatar picture. So there's not even a picture of Miley anywhere on it. Now, when
8: these people do this and mm-hmm. then they put up something to promote an album or whatever, do they end up? Go, can you go back and put everything back up or no you start from scratch oh I don't
10: know if you can Bean, you actually know. click something I don't something in I don't pack. know hm. I don't know
9: but well. I mean it's it's fairly common like Paul McCartney did the same thing recently you know ahead of his new album I mean it is it's just really the, who's following Paul McCartney who on Instagram? I thought a lot of people are he's a I don't know pretty famous dude yeah but I'm sure that's uh, that's all it is. I mean, we haven't heard anything about her quitting show business or anything, right? Well,
10: that's got people talking. So immediately, people went to see if she's still following Liam Hemsworth, if he's still following ah. her. Oh, my God. Is it a clean slate? Did, are they breaking up? What is happening? So, I mean, we should have kept Megan Holiday on the line. Right? <laughs> she would know. Theorist. She would know. I don't know. A lot going on, you guys. And coming up, um, you thought we were done with the royal wedding. Oh, we're I, done
8: with the royal wedding. I
10: don't know. There's no, more. There's way more done. stuff. More stuff Couldn't coming be out. More done. <gasps> Ooh, not sure. Some birthdays for you: Corey Feldman, Stuart Copeland, Michael Flatley, Annalyn McCord, Ed Kowalczyk, Phoebe Cates, and dare I say, one of the greatest men to ever walk the face of the earth, one of the greatest comedic actors of our time,
8: Rodney on the Rock,
5: <sighs>
10: Will Ferrell. Yeah. yeah! What was that, Will? Bitchin'. Thank you. That's what's happening.
4: It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q.
9: Hello, my former friend Christine Fung. Hi, Bean. I thought you guys have been friends forever. <laughs> hey. We have been friends for about twenty years. Excuse me. We were friends for about twenty mm, years whoa. until last week. <gasps> Uh, before we get into what, how Christine broke my heart, what do you think about vacation coming up and you can go anywhere in the world, <laughs> Kevin? Yes. And you, you're Christine and you decide to go to Bean's house. <laughs> I mean, that's a strange choice. <laughs> what you had that for a
8: plan? <laughs> but I do know that she's friends with your wife, so that helps it make a lot more sense. And in fact, that's
9: the only reason she was here. Okay,
8: Yeah, I was
2: there to see Donna.
9: I didn't even... This is the truth, Christine. I did not even know you were coming until a couple of days before the, the vacation. You should uh, talk to your wife well, every once in a while. Me.
2: She told me you were going to be out of town that weekend, so I figured, why even tell you? <laughs> yes,
9: so she says, oh, Christine's coming in on Friday. I'm like, Christine who? Coming in where? And she's like, you know, Christine, I'm like, how is this happening? I didn't even know that. I was not involved all in all of the decisions. So Christine was invited up to the house. And by the way, uh, before we get into how you, uh, you stab me like? in the back, tell the kids wh- how delightful it is living with the Baxters. What's it like there?
2: I got to say, it's pretty nice. Did you
8: look for a basement?
2: I, I I saw the basement. You did? Yeah. I <laughs> saw the, the chocolate basement. milk fridge, too. I saw the chocolate milk fridge. Were there fridge. hidden bodies there anywhere? No bodies. What? Um But there was like, you know, a, a couple wall? of dark areas. Yeah. I I wasn't sure if um, I should explore too deeply, so I mostly just kind of took a peek around.
8: I see. Didn't. You didn't
9: really want more
8: information. No, 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 no. I now.
2: really didn't. Okay. No.
9: Not necessary. Would you agree, Christine, that every day is Valentine's Day at my house? Oh, my God. Uh, do I have to answer? No. Yes. You can say no. It's <laughs> It's <a creepy laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> but but I always get the impression from from the listeners who have are only familiar with my life through the show that they think it must be some sort of a nightmare for my wife living here. It must be like nonstop torture. But I think she's enjoying herself. I think she's having a pretty good time, and it's kind of it's kind of all right. Being that's here. your strength is reading people. <laughs> 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 Did it look like she was a, a, a wife in distress or I mean, under duress or at all to you, Christine?
2: Does it count the times where she, like, gave me scared glances and oh. passed me notes? Mm. But I don't know. Besides that, I think everything was so okay. So wait, how
8: long were you at his house when Bean wasn't?
2: Uh t- Three days. Three two days. days.
8: Okay. Mm-hmm. And then
9: Bean came back. Yes. Right. And then Christine couldn't get out of here fast enough. (laughs) So we had a 4th of July party here that we do. And by the way, for folks who are confused, I do live most of the time in New Orleans, but it's very hot there right now. And my wife will have none of it. So we are back for a short period in Seattle right now. Around the 4th of July, it's the best, most beautiful weather in the country. Fourth fly, right? Okay. So we have a party to see some fireworks and whatnot, and there are a bunch of people there. Are way more people than I was comfortable. I was freaking out a little bit. I think there were about fifty people at our house. I
8: that think night.
2: there were more than fifty people.
9: Being honestly, eight, nine, ten people. He's like,
8: I'm not. This is too much. Right. And Christine That's can true. back
9: you up because we talked about my dream guest list would have been less than a dozen, right? right. So there's fifty-something right. people at my house, including several people that I did not know. And there are there are, uh, a bunch of girls running around. Uh, <laughs> young <laughs> girls, yep. What? This is a headed. whole bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs>
5: and,
9: and it turns out, uh, it turns out that one of them, Allie, just graduated from Boston University. Ew. Which is not your school. It's the other <laughs> yeah, one, right?
10: Sucks should be you. Yeah. Right? She's, she's be you.
9: So we're <laughs> chatting, and she somehow finds out that I do this radio show, okay? And she's mm-hmm. she's real pretty. She's like 22 or something like that. She just got out of college. Right. And she said, oh, you uh, you do a radio show from, from your house? And I'm like, yeah, I've been doing it a long time. She's like, well, I just graduated from Boston University. I was the program director at my college radio station. And I love radio. And I'm Dying
2: to get into <laughs> Right? You guys? <laughs> right?
9: Right? right? And, and I'm dying to get into radio. I just, now that I'm out of school, I just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm.
2: Dying to get she- into radio. Wow. do anything, I anything, bet.
9: Anything. Right? right.
5: Wow. Anything at yeah. all.
9: Mm, wow. So I'm trying to give her advice and I'm talking to her about the next steps she should have, you know, some options available to her in the Seattle market. I talk about her getting a podcast and stuff like that. So Donna catches wind of me talking to this young co-ed, sure. and she's like, uh, if I could have you over here for a minute, please. What the hell's going on over there? And I'm like, she's interested in, in, a, uh, in a career in radio. Can you imagine just, being, I, I, I have a lot of
8: contacts that I could
9: hook you up with. She's interested in a career in radio, and she just found out that there's a guy at the party who's been in radio for a long time that might be able to help her, so I'm just having a conversation with her. Now, this is where things fall apart. Because not only does Donna distrust me <clears throat> and my and my interest in helping this young lady. Right. Christine then piles on and stabs <laughs> me in the back and I say to you, betrays her own sex by automatically assuming it was something nefarious and not somebody who was just trying to do some professional networking. I was insulted for you as a woman. Oh, please. Mm. <laughs>
2: Well, it it was really funny, Bean, because you spent the entire morning, like the entire morning. First of all, we went to breakfast at, at, uh, we were supposed to go to Denny's, Mm -hmm. talked about that, ran some errands for the party to Mm -hmm. to set everything up. Mm -hmm. And the entire time was like, oh, God, there's going to be 50 people at my house oh, uh, do we have it. to have the party? Yeah, oh, do I have to talk to people? Like the whole, entire day, right? This right. is the entire day. Right. And all of a sudden, mm. we get party wind. Party bean comes mm. out. Right. <laughs> we get wind that uh, one of the women is bringing a couple of French foreign exchange students. Mm. And in the group of French, French foreign exchange students, there happens to be this young girl who is, Suddenly interested in radio, Hmm. once finding out that Bean Hmm. was a big-time DJ. And did Mm. Bean
8: then not want to talk to her because he doesn't like people? No, no,
2: no, 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 no. Oh, Oh, gosh, what? Wow. This is so... Exciting. You have to do your impression
8: of Bean if you're going to do it, if you don't mind.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Like, i I, I, I. like <laughs> to tell you about radio.
8: <laughs> How is so that? now he's thrilled because he gets to talk about
5: radio. Yes!
2: Didn't want to talk to one person the entire time, was dreading it, and then could not be more excited for this party. Yes. Okay, but isn't it
5: possible? Okay. <laughs> yes.
9: But isn't it possible that she was just, as I said, taking advantage of an opportunity to connect with somebody in her chosen definitely field?
2: Definitely taking advantage of an opportunity. Absolutely. No, not like Do that, you?
8: Christine. You don't think she thought <laughs> I'm hot? Yep. I could get this guy to help me. Right. But
9: no, I don't at all. It never occurred to me that she that that's what the angle she was coming from. I treated her as a professional, and every word that I said to her, by the way, was completely legitimate. Sure. Mm-hmm. And above board, there was nothing sketchy from my my end at all. Speaking of
10: above board, did you show her your studio? <laughs> a
9: little below board? No, I didn't, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. But I mean, honestly, I was just really, really surprised that you and my wife would both think that she had... Some- some sort of ulterior motives, rather than just doing what any smart business person would do, which is, is see an opportunity. I, I feel like hands take it. Maybe she has
8: ulterior motives, and maybe you have
3: ulterior motives yeah. as
8: well. Yeah.
9: No, 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 that's no. What I'm maybe. saying that wasn't the well, case. Are you at, not? All?
8: Are you not human? You said she was attractive, right? She's very attractive. Okay. She's really, really. I mean, really pretty. The defense yeah. rests. <laughs> I am more. Accusation. Do I don't know which side I'm I on. am. Human, but I am. I am more dancer. <laughs> so I think
9: that's. That's where I'm coming from.
8: So you're upset because Christine and your wife didn't trust you. Y-
9: yes, and and that they didn't give her the benefit of the doubt that she was... They never would have questioned it if it had been a guy. They shouldn't have questioned it. I think it was sexism that they questioned it because it was a woman and she couldn't be taken seriously as a career woman. That's well,
5: what
2: I, I would say that I don't think if um, Jack, 22-year-old from Boston <sighs> University, was at your party, you would have run excitedly over to me and go... <laughs> Christine, 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 Christine. Oh. Literally, like, a oh. minute of that. Uh-huh. Did you know oh. that the former <laughs> program director of Boston University's college radio program is here and is interested
8: in radio? Look, listen yeah. to that. Yeah. And Bean's like, I
4: think it's sexist that you
9: think. Come yeah. on. <laughs> because Jack is a dick, though. This this lady was cool.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show.
9: A few weeks ago, I saw a documentary on uh, Netflix. I am obsessed with these uh, crime documentaries that they have on Netflix, by the way. And uh, it blew my mind, you guys. And you need to see it, too. It's called Evil Genius, the True Story of America's Most Diabolical Bank Heist. We could not be more excited to welcome Trey Borzelli. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> hmm? Trey Borzellari. Close enough, Trey? That was- co-director and executive producer of Evil Genius and Barbara Schroeder, the writer and director of the film. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, you guys. How are you? Thank you.
0: Great. 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 Thank you. So happy to see you. Thanks for having
9: us. It's our favorite (laughs) topic, too. So being on Netflix is just the best because your movie is everywhere all over the world and new audiences can come to it anytime. It's always there. I love that.
0: Right. We love it's it, too. the new way of distribution. Who knows it is. who will go back to old
8: way. I, I barely remember this happening. Like, I, I watched it, and I sort of, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, yeah, that guy that had a bomb on, he went into a bank. But I didn't really know any of the details. And I certainly didn't know the craziness of that town and everybody around there. Right. Well, Explain to people yeah. that di- don't remember it.
6: What happened in this bank heist?
0: Well, will trace out first. Okay. From, yeah. From I mean,
6: so, basically... <laughs> There's video here, television crews show up to the scene of this and you see uh, a standoff between a man, uh, the perpetrator, that they thought, you know, who, who had gone in and robbed a bank. And it, it turned out that this was a pizza delivery man who received a call and went out to deliver these pizzas, was accosted and ended up robbing a bank. All of Erie, all of law enforcement, you know, comes to this location, and there's this standoff for about a half an hour, and it ends with the bomb exploding, and he's killed there at the scene.
8: Now, he doesn't even know if it's a real bomb at the time. Did did you get that idea? Well, Well, we don't know, right?
0: Right, that's one of the big uh, takeaways from this. Was he or was he not aware of, A, the, the heist and the plot that was going on, and if the bomb was live or not, so... So then no one was charged... So the with case anything really, well, no there were some charges no but he, the, the takeaway from this is that this became an FBI major case and that's a rare designation usually like 911 and um story, wow. in cases like that so that was rare and then it um even though it was resolved and there were there are a couple of the co-conspirators in prison to this day the fbi cannot tell you for sure who wrote the hostage notes and these incredible scavenger hunt notes that followed this bizarre bank heist where the pizza guy was supposed to go on a scavenger hunt to find keys to unlock the bomb around his neck i mean the story like like you do right sure yeah right it's such a rabbit hole you can go down there but they don't know for sure who wrote the notes uh who decided to make the bomb live and and In spite of the fact that somebody, and we know who locked the bomb around this pizza delivery guy's neck, Mm -hmm. he got immunity, i.e. nobody was ever charged with the murder of Brian Wells, and yet he was publicly executed, and that's what went... I love Trey's story about how he got into this, uh, onto this case because you were sitting in a bar.
6: Yeah, I was just sitting at home, my hometown Buffalo, New York. Uh, I had uh, actually come into town. My mother had passed away, and I was gathering her stuff on Lake Erie where she lived. Went to a bar that night. It, there was a, a television up in the corner. Oh, you watched it live? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They, and, um, and so I, I watched it. I was like, "Oh my God!" You know what? How desperate did this man have to be to rob to rob a bank with a live bomb right. wrapped around him? So that evening you know this happened it was reported some information started to trickle out that he perhaps had been put up to this by Mm -hmm. someone else so this became this one-of-a-kind murder mystery bank robbery and it just it went cold and the mystery was just looming and it grabbed a hold of me and i wanted you know i wanted answers so i started going into Erie, knocking on doors and lo and behold two years later i strike up this relationship with marjorie deal armstrong who is, you know, a movie in and of herself. Um, just a fascinating resident of Erie.
10: Which, and, and, which and brings me mastermind. to my question. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Ellie. About
6: Marjorie?
10: <laughs> About Marjorie and your relationship. Like, she was known to manipulate men. I believe it was five men in her past. Five dead At men. At least five men had died, died mysteriously.
9: Died so far, Trey.
10: So far, right? Well, she's <laughs> dead now. but But I will say this. You became uh, I don't want to say obsessed, but somewhat transfixed by her, to the point where you could have stopped talking to her at any point, but something kept bringing you back.
6: and that was the mystery and you know it so was just,
10: it the mystery?
6: It was it was chasing the why did this happen? I, I mean think Marjorie had, had a hold her.
10: on you. Well
5: a
6: little
0: bit. But she had a hold on him because he she had the answers Mm -hmm. and he was working her for years and years and years and was one of the few men to stay on even ground with her where you know he could get her to talk to him and she could have stopped talking to him at any time too.
8: She's incredibly intelligent. Oh but also
0: straight crazy. There was a great a writer from Pop Sugar had a great phrase for her. They called her revoltingly magnetic.
8: Wow,
9: interesting! Oh. All right, there, there must have been times, Trey, throughout this the years that you you chased this story that you were frustrated enough to just want to give up,
6: right? Just say goodbye to her. Oh, for sure, for sure. But I will she was this. abusive to you.
0: Oh, you mean like the time when she said to him, "I'm going to sue your effing balls off if you report that? <laughs> is that she something you can good do? At,
10: good at always threatening. And she lawsuits. did not say anything, <laughs> <effing. Yeah>. right? <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, and, and you know, all those things you mentioned are great. She was a, a, she was a, a purveyor of of psychic karma of the universe that she said. You know, that's how she she coined the term. It was like voodoo that she practiced. So that was another element of of real a fear factor for me. I was always mm. afraid of you know what is she, does she have a voodoo doll of me in her <laughs> prison cell? Yeah. Um, um, so you know, it was sort of like it, as the years were going by. You ever see that movie Interview with a Vampire? Sure, oh, sure. Yeah. This was like Interview with a Witch, and and I mean, I don't mean you know. I mean, there's the cartoon character of a witch. There's also what right. we know, you know, modern, you know, real life witches and. It felt like that.
10: And just her looks over time. I mean, she was a stunningly beautiful woman. And over time, it seemed like something was possessing her. And there was such a darkness behind her eyes that she freaked me out. But you know what? I would probably still... She'll keep talking to her. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. She had look, she had a mental
0: illness. And oh, there sure. are two schools of thought. She might have been bipolar, she might have just had a personality disorder. So, but either way, that set in when she was like in her early twenties. And it was the only time when I ever felt sorry or had some emotion for her is when Trey and I found out that at the age of twenty-three she took herself to see a therapist and she said, Look, something's wrong with me, and I don't know what to do. And people were like, Oh, you're so pretty, you're so smart, don't worry about it, you'll be fine. And a couple therapists gave her some medication but this was imagine that moment when you're like she went off the cliff at that moment but yet managed to hang on and pretend she was sane and that's my
8: question is with all of the intense pressure and the FBI and all the authorities that were there looking into the story it doesn't seem like she was with it and it seems like everybody in the story is crazy how could they not find more answers Well, you know what I'm saying like how did they keep
6: well the short well, well the short answer to that is because it went cold initially, there was a two two year span where these these folks could Outside of Marjorie, because Marjorie was arrested for the other case, she killed her, her boyfriend James Roden. But there was that, in a them in yeah. the freezer.
0: <laughs> sure, right. Another yeah. rabbit hole you can go down.
6: <laughs> but these these uh, co-conspirators had a head start, and they were able to cover their their tracks, and they were able to at least meet uh, and get on the same page.
8: They didn't seem smart well, enough to me to do that. Of, oh, oh Bill it was, did. Bill,
0: yeah, yeah. Part of it was some of them were smart enough, some of them were tricky enough, thought ahead enough, but also they got lucky a lot. There was a blue van that was at the last site of the scavenger hunt that was driving away and somebody was in that might have been bill rawstein might have been floyd stockton his roommate the guy you know who put the
10: collar on brian walls i mean and they got away so some of it was just luck Hmm. and i have to i have to wonder how much between you know the state level not wanting to get into the federal level not wanting to cross pollinate i guess how much of that kept them
6: well, that had, it was a huge factor. It was a huge factor because you know once the once they did polygraph uh, tests on um, Bill Rothstein, the handyman, and his right. and his uh, roommate Floyd Stockton, those guys passed those tests. Yes. So the FBI the FBI cleared them.
10: And then those snitch letters. I was yeah. so mad at the snitch letters. <laughs> right? If you yeah. haven't seen we this, I'm making no sense. But I was so it's a angry. Great, no, it's a great oranges the new
0: black moment yeah. where Marjorie D. Armstrong is talking to a fellow inmate. Saying, oh, yeah, we, you're not going to believe it, but we, you know, we measured his neck for the collar. That was the inmate wrote that in a note, gave it to the police department, called up the DA after she'd given the notes to the police department to say, are you guys looking at this? And for some reason, those notes were put in a file marked snitch file and never given to the FBI to help solve this. Put in a drawer. Wow. Dude. Wow. What did that emanate from? You know, is that like interdepartmental drama? Yeah.
9: Exactly. It is a fascinating, fascinating story that really does leave you with as many questions as answers. When you're done at the end of it which is amazing because well, you couldn't have put more time true, or effort into this i'll beca- tell you that because
0: of trey's dogged pursuit of the truth in mm-hmm. episode four there are new revelations that the fbi was unable to get we found an, an eyewitness i still have some eyewitness
10: issues though Look, she's an unreliable
0: narrator <laughs>
10: absolutely but, and uh, but, the fact that but, you don't think that uh brian was in on it Come
6: on. There's a, lot, there's a lot more that's not in the documentary.
10: Can we talk about it? Can we go get a drink? <laughs>
6: <laughs> you know and I me? Mean? Absolutely. But
0: also, but also just the moment about when he went, when he goes to deliver the pizzas. and he Okay,
9: why don't we pause right paid? there then? Hold on yeah, a second. Yeah, let's, let's come pa- back and pa- talk let's, more. Let's, let's come back and hear some more about that. <laughs> Again, I know we do sound crazy, but you'll get up to speed if you watch The Evil Genius, The True Story of America's Most Diabolical Bank Heist. It's on Netflix. More with our guests right after this on K-Rock. <laughs>
4: the Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock.
9: <laughs> Troy Borsaleri and Barbara Schroeder are the geniuses behind Evil Genius, the true story of America's most diabolical bank heist currently showing on Netflix. And it's great, you guys. For those just joining us, this is the story from 15 years ago next month, if I'm doing the math correctly, about a guy who walks into a bank with a bomb strapped around his neck. It ends up blowing up, and it just gets crazier from there. Uh, Allie, you were having some questions about the man with the bomb, Brian Wells, the pizza delivery man.
10: Uh, yeah, but here's the thing. Uh, Trey, you are convinced that he had no idea of the extent of this. That he was just... That he may have been in on one of the meetings about it, but he didn't know what he was doing, right? Correct. And then you've got Marjorie, who's like, you're an idiot, of course he knew about it, who could have been protecting her ass, that way she wouldn't get the death penalty, right? Right. If he was a co-conspirator.
0: What an odd thing for her to say, if she's saying the whole time, I had nothing to do with the GD heist, you know? Right. But he was in on it. So why is she saying Brian's in on it? Because... It avoids the death, the death penalty. penalty. Mm. Very
10: strategic. But here's the thing with Brian: super calm. He's got a bomb around his neck. He doesn't know if it's real or not. He goes, does the heist, grabs a lollipop on his way out, just boop, boop, boop. Everything's fine. He's then in front of the police on the ground saying, you guys, it's gonna go off. It's gonna go off. If that is me, or you, or anyone, you get that on you, you immediately walk in the bank and you go, oh my god, you guys, this is a bomb around my neck. Somebody get the bomb squad here. This is freaking me out. I don't know what to do. You don't go through with the heist. You don't then say to the police, oh, it was black guys that put it around me. You don't then go with their line of what was what you were supposed to say, unless you were in on it. Trey, what say you?
6: Yeah, I mean, there's there's many layers of that. Uh, so a couple a couple points are, you know, first off, he was targeted for a reason. You know, he was right. targeted for his personality. He was very um, fragile, mm-hmm. uh, which all his family and friends knew that. Uh, so much so that he was worried just even in his regular relationships with people, he thought he could be taken advantage of. Um, That's he was-
10: why he sold uh he traded drugs for sex with hookers
6: <laughs> and 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 then also you know some of that stuff is exaggerated in the sense that you know he entered the bank he waited in line just for a second or two and then skipped the line went right to the teller mm-hmm. and then the teller was making him wait for a long period of time in there how rude
0: right, right? <laughs> can you imagine when well, you and demanded two hundred and fifty
10: thousand
6: and handing these these cryptic pages upon pages of notes to them and they're trying to figure out what's 10 going pages
10: on or so yeah, are you
6: kidding they would have handed the bank teller four Herself, so like right. you know, he goes up there and gives her at least four pages. um So, so once he got that money, he did. He left the bank at some point while he was waiting there. He took the uh he took the lollipop out of the mm-hmm. basket that was right next to him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, some people say is that was that nervous. But our AGF agent
0: says he, he might have just had some nerves, you know, and just wanted to wet his mouth. And he's a simple guy, so he's yeah. standing there waiting, being a good boy because he was a good employee, a good mm-hmm. son, a good everything. And, and know, Netflix released
6: guy. Netflix released the notes. The notes are very telling. and so you can you can go online. they're up on Facebook. they I, I don't uh, there's a couple Facebook other places now where you can online, re- yeah. re- you can reach them. They're on my Instagram page. Uh, So you can you can read those and really come to terms with what he was dealing with. And Mm -hmm. and they were never released until the documentary came out. I think that's a telling factor. Yeah. Did you have much trouble, guys, getting cooperation
9: from the people that ended up being on camera for your documentary? Were there people who didn't want to be involved?
6: Well, for sure. And, you know, what I like to say is, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. You know, back when I reached out to Marjorie, I couldn't get information. Law enforcement was under a gag order, federal gag order. All of those individuals um, who, from law enforcement, that interview, did interviews for the for the documentary, they waited until they retired in order to talk about this case. So it, to this day, it's it's very touchy. And really, why do you think that is? well i think a lot of it comes from the fact that you know the fbi all these agencies still work with the fbi Mm -hmm. the fbi moved away from rawstein and stockton and marjorie and ken barnes initially they didn't know about ken barnes but they moved in a different direction and that's where the bad blood between these agencies came so you know it's the the erie police and the um state police don't really want to come out and you know and talk in a yeah
10: oops sorry to clear them and you asked (laughs) if there was anybody that we
0: missed we 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 did talk with brian wall's family um I talked with his, you talked with them and then I talked with them for a long time. And we really wanted them, we thought we had them on board to get their side of the story and they for a while they were on board and then they're like nah they got kind of like media weary mm-hmm. uh, fat- media fatigue and they're like nah we don't want to talk about this yeah. was
8: it difficult to get your head around this whole story and all the different moving parts and make it oh, into the most
0: confusing when Trey first brought the story to me he'd been working on it 10 years he brought it to me and I like the fact that there was like this dark love story you know Marjorie and Bill and that it was this crazy crime that hadn't been solved but when Marjorie started- and Trey right. as no, well no no, no. <laughs> oh sorry because I, mean, I think he played her better than she played him um, <laughs> But it was just this, like, it. it, it every moment was like, oh, wait, what? There was a body in the freezer? Wait, what? There was another
10: pizza guy who died? Brian's Yeah, we gone. haven't even talked right? about the Panetti dude right? that all of a sudden just dies out of nowhere.
0: So, right, and for a moment, I thought, there is no way. I've told, I've been an, a journalist my entire career, and I thought, I can't tell this story. I can't right. write this. It's, it's too, too much. Too, it's nobody much. would believe it. But we were dogged about getting new information, moving it forward, and did a lot of rewrites, and with Netflix's help we were able to have this long form you know plat- platform now which is amazing cuz this is a hard story to tell in yeah. an hour an hour and a half and we really needed that time. and a
6: hard story to gather too cuz it did take 10 years just to get you know that story that you see there collect that uh, we didn't get
0: he didn't get the big confession until like 13 years after he started this, purely because he stayed in touch with people. Trey's citizen journalist instincts were so great. That's amazing. wow, Better than Uh, a lot of my colleagues.
10: uh, Thank thank God we were in that bar in Buffalo, right?
9: (laughs) (laughs) We got a a text from the 714 wants to know, is this story the basis for the Danny McBride movie 30 Minutes or Less, which had a similar plot point. Do you guys know?
6: Yeah, the the screenwriters say that it wasn't, but... It absolutely was. (laughs) Okay. All right. They just didn't want to have to pay somebody, right? (laughs) Right, right. And it would have Danny McBride actually playing Marge. It's a a male character. Didn't Brian
10: Wells' family come out when that movie came out? And they were so upset about it. And they claimed they had no idea that this huge case that was just like the movie, only comedy, (laughs) came out.
9: So... Um, is this the last we will hear of this story or do you think there will be as a result of the popularity of it more information will come forward and there will end up being another chapter to Evil Genius well
0: we still have questions that we want to get answered and we have a lot more material we have some deep dives into Marjorie Deal we have an hour and 40 minute interview with her that's the I could watch her all day long. Yes. So we have a lot more material. And we're also looking for more evil geniuses. So (laughs) So if
9: anybody has any. For season two, right? Hang around K-Rock. You'll find one. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, executive produced by the uh, Duplass brothers, who we Uh, love and have such wonderful taste in every project that they put their names on. Can
0: I just say these guys, Mark in particular, because we worked with him more, Mm -hmm. um, everything that's right about Hollywood. Absolutely, oh, identify Absolutely. projects that, that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. They help shepherd them. He was a godfather to us and yeah, great brought taste. us into Netflix. I mean, we're forever grateful. That's great. All, all right, Lost here's Brothers. a
9: big uh, big final plug for folks. Please remember the name Evil Genius, all right? Type that into your Netflix and see the documentary on the true story of America's most diabolical bank heist. Trey, uh, Barbara, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for coming Thank in. Congratulations, Congratulations really on the movie. I hope we it. see you again.
5: Okay.
10: Thank you. Thank Bye.
9: you, guys.
4: It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock.
10: Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's happening? I didn't see Hotel Transylvania 1 or 2, so I was not aware that I should be seeing Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation. Did you know about these movies? Did I you? saw
9: one ad for it.
10: Okay.
8: And I was
9: surprised it was not a Halloween movie.
5: Mm-hmm.
9: I was surprised to see anything called Hotel Transylvania be released in the summer, but it sounds like from the title that they've come up with a summer plot line.
10: Yes, Summer Vacation, led by the voice cast of Adam Sandler, Selena Gomez, Andy Samberg, Catherine Hahn. They matched the performance of their two predecessors this weekend with a pretty decent opening of $44 million. Wow. Not bad for a movie that none of us (laughs) really knew about. Not bad at all. Ant-Man and the Wasp took second place. They uh, had $29 million in their second weekend. That is falling 62% from its $76 million opening. But Kevin saw it not once, not twice. How many?
8: I saw it three times. Okay. Yeah.
10: You loved it? I did. Absolutely. Loved it each time. Excellent. I want a good movie. And he found it. So he (laughs) went back two more times. And then in third place, the blockbuster Skyscraper. That is the one starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which failed to meet studio expectations amid some mixed reviews that uh, came in at $25.4 million for their opening, which isn't great because it had a $120 million budget. Their
8: uh, promos for that movie just Mm -hmm. look like someone said, let's just Light a building on fire and put the rock in it.
10: Yep, and that's it. And people but, go right. But isn't
9: that usually all you would need, Kevin? Um, Especially in the summertime, just some good action act. and some comedy. I I don't know. I almost went to it and I was like, eh.
10: Ant Man and the Wasp. <laughs> Still <laughs> playing. <laughs> I love it. Incredibles two came in fourth place, and then in fifth place, just making another fifteen point five million. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom.
9: It's
8: pretty strong. Movies doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, you
9: guys. By the way, the uh, I read an article over the weekend about how uh, this has been the summer of uh, documentaries. Uh, mm-hmm. My little uh, RBG documentary on right. Rick Ginsburg has made over $15 million already. Wow. A for a documentary, B for a documentary about an 85-year-old judge. Right. Pretty impressive. And I think the Mr. Rogers movie is right behind it, making almost $15 million in box office so far.
10: And there was another, there was a third one that was doing really well. A third documentary. I can't remember what it was.
9: Was it the, um, uh, the Pope? Pope Francis documentary. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was made in the millions as well.
10: And but you've there, seen all three of those.
9: I have, yes. There's I been, uh, it. it's been a big, it's been a big year for it. And I don't know if that has any, is that any kind of reflection on, especially the themes of those movies are all about goodness and sweetness and light and, and getting along with people. I don't know if that is a result of the world that we live in now. Is it people being drawn to stuff like that? Or they're yeah, just maybe. magnetic, uh, magnetic perfect personalities? I don't know. Nobody
7: but it, gives a crap.
9: That's also a, a realistic viewpoint. <laughs> I just I guess what I'm saying is it's just surprising to see so many documentaries making so much money. It's unusual.
10: I agree, Bean.
9: Seems like a filibuster right now. <laughs>
10: <laughs> Gonna see how long that was, but it was it was under three minutes. Is it, is it identical uh, strangers? Is that the one you're thinking of, Allie? Is that the three brothers? Yes. Yes, I think that is might that be the one. Don't care at all.
9: <laughs> that was doing big money too.
10: They were three They looked identical. I don't
6: care about that. And they were strangers
10: because they never met until late in their life, I just don't care at all.
8: So it sounds like you're in, Kevin. Are you still talking about this? Come on.
2: We don't care. Dude, we don't care. We don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Oh, God. Don't care. Don't care.
1: Look. I'm giving you gold. Don't make me shovel crap. (laughs)
10: Look.
1: Who gives it, damn?
10: Were you going to look? We're not going to look. All right. We're not going to look. Back to you. Not sure if any of you were following in real time yesterday, Elon Musk uh, losing his mind on Twitter, but he was um, criticized a little bit about wanting to bring his submarine, his mini sub in to help the kids in Thailand that were trapped with the rain and that soccer team. We talked about him earlier. Right. It's kind of a huge international story. All 13 of the kids are safe and their coach. Or maybe 12 kids in a coach? Somebody ate a fat kid? I heard that on the radio yeah, this we, morning. We
8: said that. that okay, yeah, that was it. Don't trust that.
10: Well, people were saying, hey, Elon Musk, stop. It's a PR stunt. We don't really think it'll work, blah, blah, blah. And he got really in his feelings about this. He doesn't respond great to mm. criticism online. Hmm. Kind of uh, like a paper thin kind of kind of feelings, kind of guy. Hmm. Um, And he wound up saying about the British diver Vern Unsworth, who helped with the Thai cave rescue, who who did say um, that it was a PR stunt in an interview, and said he can stick his submarine where it hurts. He wound up calling him a pedo. That's alleged. Yeah. And people were like, wait, what? How are you going to just come after this guy and call him that?
8: That's a pretty serious charge. It's
10: a very serious charge. And then um, one of the journalists that had written about this man said, wait, did you just call this guy that saved the kids a pedo? And he wrote back, bet you sign dollar. It's true. Uh, Okay, so doubling down now. Wow. Um, turns out today he has deleted all those tweets mm. and British diver Vern Unsworth was asked by the news, are you considering maybe suing him? He's like, yep, sure am. So I feel like somebody in the Musk world needs to maybe sit him down and say, "Let's let's just stay off Twitter for a bit. I'm not
8: sure there's someone in the Musk world yeah, who can do that. That's
10: true. Probably a lot of yes men and yes women surrounding him, but still... He's got to be realizing that there's certain things you can and can't. He's a smart guy.
9: Yeah. But how much of a sympathetic jury is the diver going to get in court if he's diddling little kids on the side?
10: Again. He's, that's, uh, there's no
9: is, uh, evidence uh, of that. Well, mm-hmm. uh, there's zero evidence of that. Yeah. Mr. Musk uh, would argue with you on that.
10: I feel like he would have left those tweets up. If, That's alleged If he had any sort of proof. And uh, a lot of his uh, followers, the guys that uh, I like to say cape a little bit for Elon Musk, whenever he gets into these back and forths with people on Twitter, the guys that were coming to his side were like, yeah, what's a white British guy doing in Thailand? He's over there for diddling kids <laughs> in a sex trade. Like, uh, what's no, happening? What's going on? <laughs> What is happening? Maybe and,
9: maybe the maybe we thought they were kids in the cave, but they were all ladyboys. You ever think about that? Maybe that's what was going on.
10: Being at Krock.com. Yeah. If you if you need to.
9: If you need someone to, to thank, right. <laughs>
10: And in case you missed it, the Bruce Willis roast on Comedy Central will be out on the 29th of this month. I can't wait for it because random people were showing up like his ex-wife Demi Moore. No one expected her to be there. And apparently she said some brutal things and some lovely things. So I can't wait for that. But what has a lot of people talking, and I totally get it because every Christmas... This comes up.
8: We do have this conversation every Christmas.
10: Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And there are people that will die on that hill that it is indeed a Christmas movie. And then there's other people that are correct that say it's not. It's just an action movie that takes place during Christmas. So the
8: two options are mm-hmm. Christmas movie, not Christmas. movie. Right. OK, so Bruce Willis ruled it, ruled on that. Uh,
10: well, he said at the end of his roast, quote, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie It's a goddamn Bruce Willis movie. That wasn't one of the choices. Well, he said it's not a Christmas movie. It's not. That's from the man that stars in it. All right. Bruce Willis.
9: I'm going to add to this by Mm -hmm. saying, as controversial as this decision may be, It's a Wonderful Life is not a Christmas movie either. (gasps) And I know that we think of it that way because it airs around Christmas time. The last scene takes place with a Christmas tree. It's not a Christmas movie.
10: But there's snow.
9: There is snow for part of it because it takes place over decades. And then the the, the,
10: the angel gets his wings.
9: Right. Nothing to do with Christmas.
10: Angels love Christmas. What did
9: Bruce Willis say about that movie? I'm
8: it's
10: just a saying, goddamn Tiny Tim movie. There are movies that seem like they're
9: Christmas movies because there are okay. scenes set at Christmas time.
10: Was Tiny Tim not in It's a Wonderful Life? <laughs> no, he it's wasn't.
9: A it's a Christmas Carol. a Completely different. <laughs> Wait,
10: who's the kid that
9: says the <laughs> angel gets his wings? That is, that's Zuzu, and that is from It's a Wonderful Life. Did he have polio? No, he didn't have polio. What? what is happening? You're thinking of Tiny Tim. Uh, Tiny Tim had trouble walking. Yes.
8: And he's uh, the one... It
10: yeah.
9: might be
4: best if you just let it go. Okay. <laughs>
9: that asks My- for
10: more porridge.
9: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you for that. Hey, we're off on vacation, you guys. Yeah. Have a great week. Uh, we'll see you back.
10: It's not Tiny Tim that he's holding by the <laughs> tree. Will you... No. Oh, it's Zuzu,
9: his little daughter. <laughs>
10: What's wrong with Wait, you? Wait, that's a girl? Yes, This that every time a, a bell yes. rings, an angel gets his wings?
9: That's his little, his youngest kid wow. is his daughter named Zeus. This she... sounds more like a phone call.
12: <laughs> stay on target, stay on
8: target. This
9: sounds like a phone call
8: that should t- take place
10: away from this studio.
8: Wow. we you have plenty of time to discuss all
10: the things that no one else cares about. But we can all agree, Christmas vacation, best Christmas movie, right? We solved that last time. Sure. Some birthdays for you. Phoebe Cates. Will Ferrell. He's in a great Christmas movie. Elf. Sure. He plays Tiny Tim. Sure. Corey Feldman, Stuart Copeland, Michael Flatley, Annalyn McCord, and Ed Kowalczyk from Live. And that's what's happening.
8: Take your alley and your drive home today. Listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, random act of helpfulness in the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. We've got animal stories. We've got cheers with mugs, talking about LeBron James. We've got People Are Dumb, a brand-new Internet Roundup, uh, Adam Corolla and your passes for Comic-Con as
4: well tomorrow. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock.
3: K-Rock.